0: I would like you I would like you all to imagine for just one second, Joe Biden, he sits down with Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping, and they're negotiating very important military logistics. There's a a rising tension and dispute. Vladimir Putin gets angry and he starts yelling at Joe Biden and Joe Biden goes, hold on, hold on. Come on, man. Can we get the moderator to change the rules here? This is not fair. Vladimir Putin won't stop. Will you shut up, man? And then the moderators walk in and say, Vladimir, we're changing the rules because you're, you're talking over Joe Biden. And then, you know, Xi Jinping is outraged. He's like, I demand a rule change, too. And then they're like, they're going to change the rules. And now Joe Biden's you know, shaking hands with the moderator of international disputes. That's never going to happen. It's never, never going to happen. Yet still, because people think that the debate with Donald Trump and Joe Biden was a S show, as Dana Bash called it, the, the commission on the debates is actually changing the rules. And as far as I'm concerned, if Joe Biden can't handle himself with Donald Trump, then he shouldn't be president because he's going to deal with way nastier people. But that's what Joe Biden wants. And if the American people think that we should have a president who needs rules to protect him from bullies, well, that's what the American people are going to get. So we're going to be talking a lot about the debate tonight. Thanks for for joining the Timcast RL podcast. We're, uh, we're hanging out with uh, Ian, of course. Hello, that's Ian. And uh, Jack Murphy is guesting tonight. He's uh, he's hanging out. Good to be here, Tim. Now, uh, um, I think it's rad that you're here, actually, because you wrote the book, Democrats are Deplorable.
1: Democrats are Deplorable, why 9 million Obama voters ditched the Democrats and embraced Donald Trump in 2016. And you're still going to vote
0: for Trump after that debate
1: performance? Ha!
0: Well, you know, it
1: was a mixed (laughs) bag, but yes, of course, man.
0: Yeah, there's a lot we can talk about. I think Trump's going to get some criticism, but I think the media is playing stupid, dirty games once again. And of course, you know, we're hanging out with Lydia. She's here. She has a microphone now.
2: I do. Look at this nonsense. Ooh.
0: Ooh, yeah, can make so noise. Now, yes. Now she can make noise. We can hear it. Yes. So if you haven't already, smash wow. the like button, subscribe we do the show Monday through Friday live at 8 p.m. And uh, let's just we'll, we'll just we'll, we'll lead with this first story, because this is like the this is the craziest thing. Let me check this out from the Daily Mail. They say debate commission promises rule change to make next showdown orderly after dumpster fire clash, which Biden admits was a national embarrassment. Mm-hmm. But unrepentant Trump says it was fun. I think that's all you need to know right there. But there's a few more bullet points. They say the Commission on Presidential Debates has vowed to change the format of the next candidate clash. Last night's debate made clear that additional structure should be added to ensure a more orderly discussion on the issues. The commission said the verdict came down after changes called for in uh, called for in wake of chaotic night. Joe Biden called it a national embarrassment. The morning after the debate, Trump called the event fun claiming he actually was debating Biden and Fox News moderator and Fox News moderator Chris Wallace. Two on one was not surprising, but fun. Trump tweeted radical left is dumping sleepy Joe zero Democrat enthusiasm, weak leadership. A general consensus was reached. The debate was a dumpster fire. Most claim neither candidate came out on the, uh, the other side looking good. I'll tell you this. The, the point I was making, like when we opened the show, for those that may have missed the, the, the context there, it, Donald Trump's having a good time, just talking over everyone and dominating everything. He's loving it. That's his environment. Joe Biden needs help. Like, how is he, he going to negotiate anything for us? Or, I don't know, what?
3: He's what? a terrible negotiator. He's got a low diplomacy skill. Is that, where does that come from? Biden? Yeah. i just listening to him. He's, 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 he's <laughs> old, he's, he's, he's dry,
0: he's tired. Yeah, and he's, and he's just, you know, a lot of people were saying, I don't know if you guys saw that point where Biden said, would you shut up, man? You know, that point? Yeah. A lot of people like cheering for that. But I'm like, that wasn't a like, you know, Donald Trump, when he's doing the WWE style thing and he's like, you know, hooting at the crowd and flexing. He's high energy when he's shutting people down. Excuse me. Excuse me. No, no. Joe Biden goes, would you shut up, man? Mm -hmm. That was defeated.
1: Yeah. One thing for sure that Trump energy, he overwhelmed the stage, the television, the broadcast, America, his energy was 10x everybody last night and that's been something that he's been pushing all along, right? High energy, aggressive, in your face, creating drama, making things interesting. You know, that's yep. why that's why it's Sleepy Joe and Trump is the man at this point.
0: Yeah, Trump uh he's spry.
1: He's Dude, has he not Okay, so you remember when Obama went and came into office no grays looking mm-hmm. young 8 years later he looks <laughs> oh, like yeah. in, like an old man
0: he looks like like a, like some energy vampire latched onto him and drained <laughs> him he's like Aah!
1: right but has trump degraded in any way physically over 4 years in fact it seems to me like he's his energy is pick, picking up yeah.
0: he's gotten bigger and like and his hair is growing larger oh no yeah. <laughs> oh yeah no i think i think trump's calmed down in a certain respect but he's actually like last night was probably the most riled up i've seen him like, he was just going off. Yeah, he was debating Chris Wallace and Joe Biden at the same time.
1: Yeah, and it was clearly a strategy, right? Like, they didn't they didn't ease into that. Like, Trump didn't ease into his aggression. Did you notice he didn't open with the typical opening? Usually the they tip- ask you a question, yeah. and then you say... Thank you, everybody, for right. having me here. Thanks to everybody at the university. Thanks to the ushers and my wife and blah, blah, blah. And then they take like 90 seconds saying thank you to everybody. Yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. get into the question. Trump just started off attacking, just came out swinging. Didn't Joe, even
0: say thank you. Joe Biden tried. He did. He was support. like, I just want to thank you. It was funny when he walked down, he looks at Trump and he's like, <clears throat> you know, whatever. Like, ah, I'm Joe Biden, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, Joe Biden, it seems like he didn't know if he was going to play it WWE style. Like, you know, like smack talking in the ring or if he was going to try and have a, a traditional establishment debate. But then Joe Biden just jumped in into the muck with with Trump. And, you know, the the, the main issue I see is you can't win that fight. Definitely not. And what, so
1: what's the phrase? Like, don't fight with the pigs; They'll yeah. drag you into the mud. And, or, yeah. yeah, yeah you lie like with
0: dogs. You get fleas. Yeah. So 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 Donald Trump, we that's like, you know, man, they don't know how to deal with this guy. Donald Trump comes out. He, he's in the WWE Hall of Fame, isn't he? I'm I pretty. Mean,
1: sure. He's been a big part of it. He's made yeah. guest appearances. They sure love him, and they love him in the MMA world too. So he knows yeah. about this showmanship.
0: Yep. Yeah. That. Well, I mean, for for like uh, wrestling entertainment, it really is about putting on that big spectacle and catching the attention of the crowd. I think we have all we, we have all the polls saying that Joe Biden won you know, like nine, nine out of 10 or whatever polls, some ridiculous number. There's that one Telemundo poll saying uh, Spanish speakers think Trump won sixty sixty six 66 to 33. That's crazy. And there were a few other polls like uh, C-SPAN did a non-scientific Twitter poll and people are like propping that up. I think Trump won. Um, and I know it's probably, I'll tell you this, it's, it's, it's probably, I don't know if cliche is the right word. Oh, of course, Tim's going to say Trump won because, you know, they're going to be like the, 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 the maggots will just say Trump won no matter what. It's like. Dude, I got a lot to say about how Trump screwed up in a lot of ways, but that's why I opened with imagine Joe Biden trying to have a conversation with Vladimir Putin. No one's going to be there to hold him up so we can complain that we didn't get any substance. I think that's partially true. I think Donald Trump did have a bunch of really important issues he talked about when he went into mail-in voting. Joe Biden just sat there for like two minutes, just not saying a word. And then he goes, there's no evidence for that. It's like, that's not a response, Joe. That's not you can't just be like, that's not true. You're dumb, you know. I felt like, I felt like Trump had a command of the facts
1: like he hadn't in, in the past, you know, before he was just coming out like four years ago, you know, he wasn't president. He didn't have programs. He didn't have the experience, but now it's like he knows everything that's going on. Yeah. And, and, and compared to Joe Biden, who even my, my son pointed out that Joe Biden would say, well, you know, it was 20 million. I mean, uh, 20,000. I mean, 20 every statistic (laughs) that he tried to cite so if biden wanted to do a clinical debate about policy issues it seemed to me that biden did not have the facts the knowledge or even maybe the preparation or the temperament or the energy or something but when he tried to do that it wasn't working for him at all
0: all right so let me me ask you something so uh jack's been on the show before i'm sure you guys may may have seen i think now it's like your third 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 time time. And uh, you wrote, you literally wrote the book on it, Democrats are deplorable. Yes, has, has, has anyone else done what you've done, like traveling around asking people about all this stuff?
1: Uh, there was a woman that was doing some stuff like that uh, back a few years ago and her book came out and it just came and went. And my book continues to sell more and more every month as people are waking up, the Democrats are waking up to what's going on and they're embracing Donald Trump and they've had four years to have, to figure out. Like I, all those things that, that drove people away in 2016, Ten times worse today.
0: I I had a conversation today that I think you like. I'm surprised some of the people I know may be finally breaking off of the Biden Biden train. But I bring I bring this up because I want to ask you, uh, on a scale of one to ten, in 2016, what level was your enthusiasm for Donald Trump like just before election?
1: Uh, enthusiasm, like, did I want him to win? Was I supporting him? Yeah. That was a 10. A 10. Yeah, I was all in. I was all in Trump. Did I think he was going to win? No. And even in my book, I sat, I, I re- reflected about election night, sitting down with my girlfriend, Red Hen, on Twitter, and just being like, it's been a fun ride, babe, but I, I, just, don't think, I just don't think it's going to happen. We're going back to Hillary. Yep. And then when Wisconsin came in and then, I mean, man, then, then we just went bonkers.
0: It man, was that great. was such a fun night. Yeah. It, was like, it, was, it was like Christmas and New Year's at the same time and like yeah. you know, all the holidays, holidays rolled into one. Yeah. And I, I'm not saying that as someone who voted for Trump. I'm saying it as somebody who was watching just like all these establishment elitist pricks. Who are so smug and sure of themselves? It's like, dude, I didn't vote for Trump, man. I didn't vote for Hillary. I'm just sitting back, minding my own business, trying to have a slice of pizza and a beer. And you guys wouldn't mm-hmm. stop gloating and snooting about, sniffing your own farts. To watch them fall down from the ivory tower was just hilarious. Yeah. Compliments, right? Indeed. So now we'll see what happens. And I got to say, I'm not, uh, I'm not, con- I'm not c- convinced at this point with the amount of smears and the chaos that's been dropping about Trump that he's on track for a victory. But, but the reason I ask you this question is if you were at a, a, a 10 out of 10 in, in 2016, as of right now, with everything that's happened, where are you at for Trump?
1: Well, I'm a 10 out of 10 times 10 at this point in terms of support, yeah. right? Like, I see him as the only way out of this existential crisis that we're in. Critical race theory, the woke walkers, the whole thing. Woke
4: Walk walkers. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, that's a good one. That usually
1: gets a good reaction. That's awesome. The woke walkers. And so, you know, my support for him is 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 as high as it could be at this point. Now, I go back and forth on whether or not I think he's actually gonna win. I, I feel like it's been building momentum. I really do. I don't think the debate helped sort of grow more enthusiasm, you know, or optimism on my part, but I I have been feeling really good. And I don't really I look at the polls, I disregard them. And it's just sort of a vibe. But, you know, who knows at this point?
0: I would say that <clears throat> I probably went down a little bit in terms of after the debate. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Even though he won. Even though he won. The, it's not it's not to a point where I'm like, oh, geez, I better not vote or I better vote for Biden. Oh, I'm definitely going to vote. I'm definitely going to vote for Trump. But I was just like there were you, you would think that when he was asked again about disavowing white supremacy, And I understand he's done it a billion times, but that was his moment to calmly and rationally just be like, yes, next question. And then he could have pointed to Joe Biden and said, now, will you disavow Antifa and the far left? And Joe wouldn't have done it. And that would have been a grand slam for Trump. And he missed the cue. Yeah. The question he was given, though, like, I think
1: tripped him up. Right. Do you disavow white supremacy and Militias, Exactly. Right? So, like, there's a lot of people in militias. There's a lot of people who aren't white supremacists who are in militias, and there's a lot of people like that that support Trump. I can see in his brain, maybe, where he didn't want to just come out and say yes to that question, but he should have, like he does all the time. Well, no. I th- Answer whatever question he
0: wants. And right. he had a moment there, and he he did miss it. So, I, I, so the, the way I phrased it earlier was like I was probably at a 6 out of 10, and I'm like a 5.7. Like, it went down a little bit because I'm just like, ugh, but he, Biden can't win. When man. he
3: said the proud boys should stand back and stand by, mm. I think that was his ego. That he didn't want to capitulate to the, to the moderator and just yeah. say, stand down. Because they're like, say, stand down. Say, stand down. And no, he just no. wouldn't do it because his ego. I think he misspoke.
0: Yeah. Maybe. No, I, I really do. I think yeah. he like this. Listen, listen,
3: this is not a defense of
0: Trump. If Trump just <laughs> stopped for two seconds and, you know, so Chris Wallace is like, Will you disavow white supremacists and the right wing? Sure. It's like he, he jumped in before Chris Wallace. He, if Trump just stopped for a second, let Chris Wallace say the question, then Trump could have calmly replied. Instead, it was just people were yelling and it was cast. And it's and it's it's partly because not, actually, I, I want to stop and preface this because you pointed out Biden's the one who broke the decorum yeah, like first two
3: minutes, three minutes in Biden's Biden the violated one who, the rules.
0: And so then it just yeah, goes and off and Chris the Chris Wallace
3: should have said. Stop. You do not interrupt. You do that again. You're losing your time. And he said nothing. (laughs) And so then Trump was like, oh, rules are off. Yeah. Well, well, Trump was waiting for it, too.
0: So but but if Trump just slowed down and said, it's really, really simple. If you ask me, you know, will you disavow white supremacy and right wing militias? I would say I disavow all white supremacist organizations. In fact, Donald Trump announced that the Klan are going to be designated domestic terrorists. Yeah. So he's like, we, we just announced we're, we're, we're designating people domestic terrorists. Is that not good enough? I think I think we've done pretty well there. Now, as for any right wing militia that is looking to start violence, don't do it. These people need to stop. By all means, you're free to speak your mind, and you're free to be in your militia, and you have all of your rights. But we need the violence to stop. Now, Trump did say, "I want peace." Yep. I'm not trying to make it seem like I'm, you know, I'm trying to say like Trump is a failure or anything like that. Like, oh, how dare he? I'm saying he missed a cue on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a great opportunity. Yeah,
1: and you pointed this out earlier when we were talking, where <clears throat> like Chris Chris Walls asked that question of him four years ago. Yeah. When you pointed that, yeah. Yeah. And well, and and you were like. You know, he had the same chance then, he disavowed a hundred percent right then. He disavowed, you know, the KKK, disavowed, you know, Duke, disavowed everybody. Maybe he's just getting tired of it.
0: I'm tired of it. We're all tired of
1: it. Mm-hmm. That's a stupid
0: question. And 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 his first response was sure. And they're acting like he didn't say that. He gave an affirmative but weak response. Yeah. And the media, all of a sudden, every story like, "Oh no, Trump won't disavow." And then this morning, they asked him again. He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they should they should stand down. Let law enforcement get in." Well, there. let's
1: think about this. The media is going to say whatever they're going to say, no matter what Trump says, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, does it make sense for him to just sort of answer the question however he wants, rather than you know sort of give in to the demand of the of the moderator? And that, that that's, that's
0: that's that's a good point. And and you know what. A lot of people have been saying, like, Chris Wallace couldn't handle it. We need Joe Rogan. And Joe (laughs) Rogan said no. And he was like, get the MMA broadcaster guy. And then he was like, no way. Nobody wants to touch it because it was just like a hot pile of, you know, trash. But uh, I'd I'd love to. I'd love to. You know why? Because I just wouldn't do it. Right. I'd be like 15 minutes on the clock. The subject is COVID. Ding. Have at it, boys. (laughs) I'll be in the other room. Fifty minutes, I'll come back in and I'll hit the buzzer again and we'll switch topics.
1: You know what's going to be funny is when if they do try doing the the, the mic cutting. Yeah, they're going to cut his mic. So they're <laughs> going to cut the mic, but Trump's going to be so loud <laughs> that like you're going to hear him come yeah. through He's on the other mic. The other yeah, mic. You are. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's going to be then amazing. They're going to want to put him in glass cages. <laughs> what they're going to need to do is put him in separate locations with somebody on a video mixer and just be able to cut the feed entirely,
0: oh, right? Yeah, I, I yeah. think this is insane that anyone would accept Joe Biden requiring a handicap to have a a, a, a yeah. debate on issues listen it's 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 sales 101 man if people don't know about your product they can't buy it. if Donald Trump yeah. is the one who's saying words we can look at all the debate polls where they're like well actually Joe Biden was the one who really came out with substance yet yeah, no that doesn't that's not how it works. I used to work for nonprofits I used to do fundraising and I'll tell you this you know what got people to give me their money? It wasn't me saying, let me cite this statistic. Now, in 2017, we actually cut down 4.3 tons of carbon. No, it was, it was me triggering their emotions. Ah, yes. That's it. And one of the most important things in sales is always having a response to soothe their worries. So when someone says to me, I'm scared. This is one of the things they teach you when you're doing street canvassing for these nonprofits. You know those people who are like, howdy, would you like to talk about the environment? No. No. <laughs> Oh, but man, I, me, me and my buddies were like nation's best. We yeah, could snap our fingers and, and, and have somebody in front of us signing up, handing over their credit card. Nice. What, so here, here's what, here's a, like big mistakes people make. If someone asks you a question, say like, I'm nervous about voting for Donald Trump. Do not give them 800 reasons. You give them one simple one, this. Now when they say, yeah, but this, then this. And you, you, whenever they give you a response showing you they're scared, you give them an answer. If you can answer mm-hmm. every question, they'll eventually cave and say, I'm not worried. I have nothing else to ask you. But one, of, so that's that's one of the important things I'm bringing about Trump, uh, specifically in reference to not that he was being asked a bunch of questions in, in succession by somebody who was questioning him. It was that he never shut up. Mm-hmm. And what that means is people don't necessarily know what he's saying, but they know he's saying something. And I know that might sound shallow, but I was talking to a friend of mine who who said they, I got hit up this morning. What's the Proud Boys, Tim? And I said, uh, they're a Western chauvinist group. Um, are they racist? And I was like, uh, there's been some people in, but I think the organization as a whole, what they stand for is absolutely not. Like, uh, their, their leader is a, is a black Cuban guy. So I don't think that's, you know, th- of course the media will say it. But anyway, the point is for somebody to message me saying, I don't know what that means. Right away, I'm like, that part of the debate was completely meaningless yeah. to most people. Mm. Yeah. They're going to be like, I don't know what a Proud Boy is. What is that? Is like, it like, like an LGBT thing or something? <laughs> no, for real. Because that was like one of the jokes the left was doing. Yeah, Like claiming, you know, that like the Proud Boys and they made like a, a rainbow website or whatever. So I think. As if that's a bad thing. Right. Right. They thought the Proud Boys would be offended by it. Right. I, don't know, oh, I thought it was great. I don't think you know anything about these guys. Yeah. You know, so there, there was a video that was going around. <laughs> Just made me think of old Gavin McGinnis. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I can't believe some of the things that guy would do on camera. Man. Right. So, look, I, you know, I was talking to a, a, a friend of mine earlier who was like posting and talking about how Donald Trump is calling for his right wing militias to come and get ready. And I was like, listen, the Proud Boys are a lot of things. White supremacist is not one of them. You can criticize them for a lot. But they're not white supremacists. That's like, that's ridiculous. It
3: does come from Gavin's uh, inception, I think. I, did you see the Vic Berger, uh, Rogan, Gavin McInnes clip that you did today, I think, came out this morning? What is it? And he, it was, uh, Rogan said, you know, Gavin McInnes is mostly fun, fun guy. And then Vic Berger was like, oh, glad he said that. And then all these clips of Gavin being like, you find someone, choke him. That's, grab that's him by the fake. throat and choke that's him. That's all fake. Well, he was saying a lot. Nope. It was just clip after clip after some clip of those. Cl- of some Gavin. of those clips are Gavin talking about dogs. That's incredible. Oh, are you kidding? Yes, no, yeah. specifically. No, you're not kidding.
0: One of the uh, like, uh, so one of the clips. Uh, you know dirty. what? Fact check me on this one for sure. But but apparently, because uh, I didn't, I, I don't watch Gavin's show. When he was talking about choking uh, a bee, he was literally talking about pulling a choke chain on a dog that was disobeying you. Okay. So, look, dude, there are a lot of people that will take everything out of context, manipulate, cut it, and they just run with it, and it works. <clears throat> It works. What so you- that's
1: a good point. Sorry. That's a good point, though. They take everything out of context. They run a clip. They, they're they going to say whatever they want. So one of the things that people voted, one of the reasons people vote for Trump is because they wanted him to be a fighter. They want him to attack the establishment. They want him to attack the media. So what we witnessed was Trump's manifestation of that energy. <laughs> right. He was yeah. just doing it, whether what he said was precise or had the right answer. The energy was there. Right. He was fighting Biden. He was Fighting the moderator and he was taking control, which is what every yep. single Trump voter wanted when they pulled that, you know, in the election booth for Trump was for him to go in, take on these guys, the twin pillars of the Democrat. Well, actually, the political establishment in general and the media and attack them.
0: But but the the, the question I have is there's a lot of people who didn't vote in 2016 who now are probably going to vote because they're being activated by all this, all the smear pieces, on all the, all, you know, all the media being like, oh, it's the end of the world. You have to go vote, you know, and all this stuff.
1: Are they being activated by that? Or are they being activated by waking up one day and finding out that their third graders are being taught to hate their whiteness ah. and putting forth in the struggle sessions?
0: I don't think they know that. The, I, I, I think, oh, dude, maybe
1: it's just because of the business I'm in and the things that I write about. But I'm being contacted by parents all over the country. Yeah, maybe who are saying that they are appalled at what's happening in their schools with critical race theory. Yeah, but. that's activating people.
0: But are they going to, like Trump couldn't even answer what critical race theory was. Yeah, I
1: tweeted about that. It was clear that none of the three guys on the stage knew really Mm. what critical race theory was. Yep. Just the way they talked
0: about it. And and Chris Wallace, you know what? This was the most infuriating thing to me. The dude didn't even bother Google searching what it was before he presented it to two presidential candidates. He's the one who picked these things. Talk about inept... Chris Wallace should be not never look man. He's a nice guy. Boomer. He's a nice guy. <laughs> Get him out of there. Get him out because he could have at least done a simple. He could have gone on Wikipedia and right. been like, "Here's critical race theory." Right. Instead, what he just got, parroted up garbage he, talking points he got from like some clickbait activist blog. He didn't
2: even right. call it critical race theory, did he? I no, exactly. Called it racial sensitivity. That means he treatment. didn't
0: even know what Trump's policy was. Right. Yeah,
2: he had no idea. That what was
0: pathetic. About. Talk about pathetic. So Trump. Clearly, was he was pattering when he was like, oh, it's bad. It's racist or whatever. It's, you know, Trump should have had a better answer for, for what it was. But you know what? He did ban it. And like, that's good. But let me tell you something. I I, I talked to my progressive friends, you know, and as much as like the lefties like to say, Tim's anecdotes don't count. I don't care. Whatever <laughs> the mic does. I'm going to tell him anyway. And my friend was, was telling me that she's like all in for Biden, like all in for Biden. Trump is bad. And the conversation was interesting because I'm not I'm not sure, you know, I think she'll probably still vote for Biden. But she was saying that Trump is the reason for cancel culture. No. That and I'm like that's right, exactly. Of course not. Yeah. But uh the, the gist of the conversation that 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 I took away from it was Trump's attitude is normalizing and inflaming all of this ridiculous behavior. Mm. And I said Trump is a symptom, not the cause of. The only reason Trump's here is because this was bubbling up and people finally snapped. And they were like, whatever, man, send in the bull. And so that Trump just storms through and he's ripping things apart. You know, he's like just trampling around. And I don't mean that to say that he's destroying the system. No, he's like the establishment is getting trampled all over. But it was interesting to me that my friend was like when we were talking politics, she got really into how she was sick of cancel culture and how it's like everywhere and how people can't even talk anymore. Mm -hmm. And I was like, then why would you support Joe Biden? Well, because Trump just like won't shut up. He won't shut up. And I'm like, <laughs> that's how you fight.
1: That's how you fight <laughs> no, cancel culture. That's how you fight political correctness by not shutting. Up but, and I, but, I've, but, I've heard people criticize saying Trump isn't the right guy to fight critical race theory. And I'm like, get out of here! First of all, that's why I voted for him. That's what the whole book is about, pretty much, except for economics and war and smaller things. But it's about fighting the cancel culture, woke, political correctness, etc., radical feminism, all of that. And what I said in a tweet once was, you know, he may not be. No, he is the man for the fight because he is the man fighting. Like, who else is doing it? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, we I I think we I think we need better. I'm not saying Trump is like bad at the fight. I'm saying there will come someone after Trump yes. who will be faster, stronger, better. And right now, Trump is the avatar of that energy. Yeah. Like all of that, all of that anger over unjust systems, the escalation of leftist identitarianism, the 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 the, the crony trade policies it formed this energy and it incarnated itself in, in Donald Trump. And so he's just like this... It's almost like... You're, you're, uh, you, I don't know if you get the reference. You get, do you watch Dragon Ball Z? Do you know anything about it? The very famous Goku, like, he summons all of the energy from people all over the earth and then he throws it at the bad guy and crushes him. That's Trump. Trump is that energy being, like, just thrown at the establishment. So I do think there will come a time, no matter what happens in this election, where there will be... A very Trumpian, moderate, right-leaning conservative type, but who is faster, smoother, you know, more much more charismatic because this this personality is probably going to bubble up. There's going to be like a pop. There's going to be there's, there's, there's a, you know, 65 million people. One of them is going to start talking and then people are going to be like, check this person out. That's our leader. That's the person who's going to step up after Trump. So I I think like like, like I'm not saying, you know, Trump. Uh, is bad. I think there will be better though. You know. Let's hope. Otherwise, what 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 do we get? You know what? <clears throat> so 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 I'll I'll tell you this. In the conversation now with my friend, totally off the subject of cancel culture stuff. I just you know she said to me I'm worried. There, there's way too many social issues that we're facing trouble with if Trump wins again. And my first response was like you know actually I think it's the other way around. I think you know Trump. If he wins, we're going to get a lot of the same, you know, the way America has been. And if Biden wins, we're going to get leftist identitarianism. But I'll tell you this. You know what? If you want to come and tell me that you're concerned about your comforts here in the United States and you voted for Barack Obama twice, this is your penance. Mm. Donald Trump has signed three historic peace agreements. This, This is incredible. I mean, all three of these agreements recognize Israel as a country. The United Arab Emirates and Bahrain, two Arabic nations recognizing and normalizing relations. Amazing. Trump got nominated for two Peace Prizes over that. Then he's got, uh, or I think technically one for those. Then he's got Kosovo Serbia, which did include them recognizing Israel as well, but also normalizes relations. Peace, Nobel Peace Prize nomination. Then he gets the third nomination over uh, the Trump doctrine of, you know, pulling our troops out of the Middle East and, and peace. So here we finally have. After how many years, 20 years, a president who's like, I don't care. I'm pulling the troops out. This was a mistake. Is it perfect? No. But my, my my point to my friend was very simple. Over the past 20 years, how many civilians have been killed in these foreign conflicts that we should have never been involved in? How much money wasted and how many Americans live lives lost? And when Obama came around, you know, what? I voted for him, too. I voted for him. I'm like, here we go. Hey, Shame. the war was a problem. What does Obama do? He increased our footprint. Him and Biden expanded our presence in North Africa and the Middle East, making everything work worse and not work worse. (laughs) And now Libya, following the air raids and our involvement, has brought back slavery. And that was the Obama administration. And so I'll tell you this. You do not get to come to me and say, but what about my comforts when you voted for a guy twice? I would would, would accept you voted from the first time. But you voted for him again in 2012, and that means that he started more wars. He got us deeper involved, and now people are dying. The first thing that needs to happen is the people need to stop dying. That's my opinion on this. Then after we, 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 we stop the war, we can have a conversation about fixing things back here at home and, you know, reallocating those funds towards infrastructure, maybe fixing Flint and all that stuff. But the point I'm trying to make is right now, the president we have who's going to end this endless war and garbage conflict and bring about peace is Donald Trump. And if that means he's the person I have to vote for to get, that, to get to that point, and it means you might have social issue troubles, well, maybe you shouldn't have voted for, for Barack Obama. Because you can't just kick the can down the road, take all of the good sweet things he whispered into your ears while he bombed kids and civilians in foreign countries. And then finally, when I say I'm putting an end to what you voted for, you go, but what about me? <laughs> well, what about the kids that Obama blew up? Okay, I'm sorry that you that you, like you're concerned about your your taxes, you know, or, or your social programs. Like, I really am. I want to make sure that people have health care and all of these things too. But if you're going to come to me and be like, "Here's a kid who's scarred permanently because of like white phosphorus and drone strikes and hellfire missiles," and here's you, you know, complaining that your health care is higher in cost this 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 month around. Yeah, but that's from
1: Obama Care, first of all. And, sec- know, and second of all, <laughs> how
0: many of these how many of these perceived
1: social ills are real, right? And how and how many of them are actually being suffered by people who did vote for Trump in the first place. Now, funny thing. When is when do they award the Nobel Peace Prizes? December.
0: December. I'm pretty sure. Isn't it December? Man,
1: if only it were before the election. <laughs> that
0: would I don't be think something. they're not going to give it to them, dude. It's 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 it's, it's <laughs> why not?
2: Yeah, why not? Funny guy. Man. Funny
0: guy. Uh, they nominated uh, Joe Biden. Some 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 British guy nominated Joe Biden. That made me laugh. For what? For what? I don't <laughs>
2: <think>. <laughs> My goodness.
0: What is Joe Biden for 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 uh, uh backing up
2: Obama? No, no,
0: no. He, he he got nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize for being out of politics for four years, but in the previous four years he was blowing up kids. Yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah that's
3: the thing. It's not only is Trump pulling him out, which he is Joe Biden was the VP that got it in. He's not just yeah. it's not like it's not like Trump or some other guy. It's Trump or the dude, dude that helped perpetuate. And Hillary Clinton also, helped perpetuate. you know, you know what I think, like
0: fans, my disdain for the Democratic Party being someone who's like pretty liberal on policy issues is that I remember growing up having all of these people when I was like a teenager and, and you know, getting older and coming into politics Running around me saying, like, aren't you going to fight against George W. Bush's war? It was wrong. And I see the music videos like System of a Down mm-hmm. and they're like, everyone's protesting. And I saw and I said, this is BS. The media lied to us. There were no weapons of mass destruction. It was a scam. And now we're over there in in, in some other country for, for, for who knows why people are dying. Our people are dying. We're wasting money. And I got mad. And so then Barack Obama comes around and I'm like, I don't know, man. And my friends were all like, dude, look, here's a video of Obama saying we're going to get our troops out of the Middle East. And I'm mm. like, wow, we got to do it. We have to because everybody was was screaming in my ears for these past eight years or, you know, six, seven years. So I voted for him. And then like within two weeks, Obama signed off on a drone strike, blew up a village, killing women and children. And I was like, w- who-, who were these people? So then, I immediately go to these people again, and I'm like, "Hey, remember that thing you were telling me about about ending the war?" And then they're like, "Oh, our guy won." Later, and they left, and all the activism stopped. All the, there was still some anti-war activists; they still exist. There, they're, I think I, I I respect them greatly. A lot of the anti-war left, they're still doing a great job, and many of them are very progressive. But all of a sudden, this big wave of people screaming and waving signs gone, just gone, just just not not there anymore. 2012 comes around, and I'm like, "You you used me, you lied to me." You dangled corpses of children in front of my face and then told me that's why I had to vote for your guy. And I did it. And then you turned your back on me. I cannot stand these people. And now we're sitting here looking at it again. And Donald Trump is pulling the troops out. He's trying to. And both Democrats and Republicans are trying to stop him. Mm -hmm. And he's got these historic peace agreements. And I'm like, there, finally. And and then I get more progressives being like, but what about my social issues? Okay, I'll tell you what. I'm going to – how about you come with me? I will literally fly you to Yemen – and we'll go to the cafe that was blown up by Barack Obama. And after you look at it and talk to the families about their families dying, then we'll come back and figure out what's more important to you. It, it, was, it was me being brought up by con artists who are trying to manipulate a young voter into supporting their guy and they wanted war and they care they cared for nothing but more war, more incursion, more BS. I will say
3: if Obama lost in 2008, it would have been John McCain, I think. You're right. right. And he would You're have right. got us into Iran. He would have been way worse. That's so true. Obama was the least bad in that situation as horrible as he was. You are complete you are completely correct. No. Oh yeah, yeah. You are completely correct. McCain was was, was way worse oh, yeah. and psychotic. And and, that, and and that's
1: why this MAGA movement is different. It's different than the Democrats. It's different than the GOP because that was one of the main things that people were talking about. And if you remember a time of the election last time, it was Syria, right? Syria Mm -hmm. was the big thing and the dividing line. And this is a whole chapter in my book. Democrats are deplorable on Amazon. Go get it. (laughs) Is was when Hillary Clinton was like, there's going to be a no fly zone. We're going to bomb these people, blah, blah, blah. And Trump was like, no. No that's more. That's gonna be
0: war. World War III. It's gonna be war with Russia.
1: No more war. And then they and that's where that's where the Russia things
0: come. I, I do want to mm-hmm. clarify too though, Ian, because you're correct. Mitt Romney and McCain were bad. McCain would have been the worst. My issue is with the activists who told me I was standing side by side with them to end the war. And as soon as they won, they laughed
3: and walked away. You know, I had a dream earlier today uh, that I was talking to Jimmy Kimmel, and he <laughs> was doing a show what a nightmare. and he was telling everyone Trump is bad it's we he has to change this he has to change this and I said no I have to change it we have to change it it's up to me and then it was like a pause and he said I have to change it and then everyone in the room started saying I have to change it and then the Jimmy's show that he was doing stopped it stopped because the whole yelling at Trump thing wasn't selling anymore he no longer had a show so he just sat down he was like I've got to be the one and I said I'm sorry that taking responsibility isn't doesn't sell your product and he said Hmm. it's okay that moment of taking responsibility will go viral and then publicize the rest of my work going forward.
4: Interesting. A dream, dream. about Jimmy
3: Kimmel. Yeah. That's that weird. would that would never happen because Kimmel would just
0: start laughing and he'd be like, But Trump is bad.
4: thing.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, like I watched
3: his dream. I watched his Dude. appeal last night. It was disgusting. The, the 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 garbage word vomit coming out of the mouths
0: of all of the late night comedians where they might as well just be all saying rabble, rabble, rabble. It's the same recycled garbage. They're not talking anything of substance. They're not saying anything that matters. It is just like, hey, I'm just like you. I don't like Trump. Hey, we don't like Trump either. Woo, We got no reason to not like Trump. Mm-hmm. And then they say things like, did you see Donald Trump wouldn't disavow white supremacy? Uh. Any any honest person who watched that did not walk away with that. It's, it's what they're hoping for is low information voters and low information culture war belligerents to be like, well, there is something to be mad about, I guess. I, I
3: thought it was interesting how you said it wasn't so much about what was said, but how... I think you guys were alluding to how they were communicating. The Trump no. was just... Because I wonder if the Telemundo stuff, a lot of them maybe weren't English speakers. That's they a just good were
0: point. The interesting. That's a really yeah. good point. That's possible.
1: But one, they definitely put subtitles. Oh, sure, and yeah. two... Right. They speak English in America. Let's let's not be (laughs) like that. And three, this is great. Can we talk about the the Telemundo thing and the Latino workers? Talk about whatever you want. So my background, actually, I went to Georgetown School of Foreign Service, and I have a master's degree from the School of Foreign Service with a focus on Latin America. So I have traveled all over Latin America. I've studied Latin American politics, economics, speak Spanish, the whole thing. And when I hear all these people talking about demographics is destiny and we're having all these Latinos come into America and they're all going to be progressive left commies, like, (laughs) do do these people know? They don't know anything about history. They don't know anything about culture. They don't know anything about Latin American culture. Right now, we are facing a war of masculinity versus wokeism, basically, is what it boils down to. And that's why Trump is such a great avatar for this. There are no I mean, there are others, but the Latin American culture is masculine Mm -hmm. heavy. Yeah. Machismo leadership. Like, taking care of your family having a relationship with god and and christianity and like order and like this is this is the culture of latin america these are this is what people bringing into the united states the fact that they ended up in some sanctuary city like in montgomery county or whatever doesn't mean that they're automatically going to want to be socialists hell half of them are trying to get away from the socialists in latin america in the first place
0: and we have seen numerous polls showing trump doing increasingly yes. uh, well among latino and hispanic voters
1: one other thing, who in the hell thinks that these Latin American voters think of themselves as being Hispanic? By the way, dude, a lot of them consider themselves to be white, mm-hmm. really? right? That's correct, Yeah. yeah. Where are they from? They're from Spain and Portugal, right? Right? They're European and of European descendant. And when people come from uh, Spain and Portugal and they live in in Latin America and South America, they stay connected to that European heritage Mm -hmm. because it provides a caste system in South America, which puts them at the top. Right. So they're very well connected to their European heritage. And when they come to the United States, they don't see themselves as being you know, uh, an indigenous person that just came across some border. No, there's still European descendant and European history. I think this whole notion that like all Latinos are just going to be blue voters, no matter what is misguided, misfounded. And maybe, maybe this, uh, response to the debate, uh, is a piece of evidence showing that to be true.
0: I don't, I don't know if, uh, how, how true this is, but my understanding is that the black community is actually much more conservative than they vote. Right. Yeah. So they they vote overwhelming, overwhelmingly demographic, but they're very much, you know, Christian. You know, I, I I can't remember. I was reading the Wall Street Journal, I think, and it was talking about Reverend, you know, uh, Jesse Jackson. He's a reverend, right? Yeah. And Al Sharpton. Mm-hmm. And they were saying that the, that the key for Democrats into the black vote is through the church. I found that really interesting and and, and similar among uh, the, the Hispanic community and, and Latinos, because many of them are re- religious, that they would vote against their uh you know their value system their faith
1: right doesn't make any sense i think a lot of that demographics is destiny stuff is uh, hopeful thinking wishful thinking for the democrats and we saw clear as day trump did better than all the you know most recent republican candidates with the minority voters yeah, and I, I do and i do believe that that trend is going to continue i mean they've been really hammering it i mean candace and Blugsit it and all that stuff. They've been really hammering, and this five hundred billion dollar package, yeah. and like they're trying Trump's I
0: mean, Trump's platinum plan. Yeah, brand the clan and Antifa as domestic terrorists. Yeah, and five hundred billion investment. So there's a, a, a an NBC data thing called like it's called Swing the Election, and they <laughs> they give you sliders that allow you to adjust uh, oh. support. Oh, okay. I thought this was their motto. No, no, <laughs> no. no, no, no. <laughs> Something like that. Swing. I wouldn't be surprised. No, no, no. It's, they took the voter data from 2016. They updated it for demographic changes, like people becoming 18 and stuff. It shows that if everything stays the same as it was in 2016, Joe Biden wins. Mm. If Donald Trump, if nothing else changes, but he gets 5% more of the black vote, he wins. If he gets 16% more of the, of the Latino vote, He wins. Mm. However, he only needs 3% of the black vote and 5% of Latino vote to win as well. So he needs much less support among them if he gets a little bit from each, mm. which according to the polls, he has He's got it. Yeah. yeah. So Trump has lost support among, uh, I believe in, in, in the past, like six or so months we've seen in the suburbs, Trump has been trying really hard to fight back for the suburbs. We see it in his tweets, there go the suburbs, you know, Biden wants to go of the suburbs and then really hammering the law and order narrative. I got. I gotta say, man. I mean, if you're telling me that these these parents are seeing this stuff in schools, are are those suburban moms? Oh yeah, absolutely. You you want to know what else is crazy? You you know what I see? And maybe this is just me being biased when I see Amy Coney Barrett, (sighs) a suburban housewife, heck yeah, accomplished, successful, shattering the glass ceiling, but also being a mother to many kids, seven kids, seven kids, having faith, raising her family. That I imagine is is going to represent uh, a lot of a lot of suburban house suburban housewives probably will see themselves. I'm not saying majority. I'm not saying how many. I I just imagine, it's my assumption, for for better or for worse, there's going to be a lot of women who see Amy Coney Barrett, see her family, see her faith, whether they agree with any of it or not, and be like, that's a woman who has it all. She did it. And then the Democrats are already going after, attacking her kids, attacking her faith. (laughs) She's
1: a racist because she adopted these black kids and gave them a beautiful life and lots of love. That's crazy. That's crazy. I know. And that comes from the king racist on their side. Uh, yeah, Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering if, you know, Whatever his name. Trump, is. if Trump is going to improve his standing now among suburban housewives because of things like that, if he's if he's already according to so many polls like Resmussen has him up really high among Latino voters, whether you trust Resmussen or not, they were the ones who were the most accurate in 2016 on the national uh, the national vote totals. So they nailed it with, with only like 0.4 percent or whatever. Everyone else is off by like a whole point or more. So maybe maybe they're right about this. But they show that Trump support among the black community is insanely high. Yeah. Now, a bunch of these lefties are like, it's because Rasmussen is, is sampling the wrong people and they're trying to make excuses for it. But we saw also Emerson and Zogby say that Trump support from the black vote is upwards of like between 20 and 30 percent. Trump only needs 5 percent more support from from the last time to win. And if he's polling at even 15, he won. He needs to get 13 percent. If he's pulling at 15 percent and they come out to vote for him, he won. It's yeah. over. There's nothing else Biden's gonna be able to do. I think that's why they're going so hard on the white supremacy stuff on Black Lives Matter, because they know Trump only needs a little bit of Mm. support from that community. The crazy thing is, if you use this NBC slider thing, if if Trump gets like uh, more than half of the black vote, Illinois turns red. Like, that's crazy. I'm like, I can't imagine anything like that ever happening. But I gotta say, man. You're getting me
1: pumped, dude. Yeah, go
0: ahead. You're me pumped? <laughs> <laughs> I just had a vision of a red
1: map with a blue dot in my hometown, Illinois. D.C. <laughs> <Right. sighs> Illinois turning red. Could you imagine? Oh, D.C. turning red. I can't imagine, because if you've been to Illinois, mm. it makes total sense.
0: Oh, for sure. If Except you've been Chicago.
1: anywhere outside of the loop,
3: right. it makes perfect plus. sense. Trump is like a liberal guy that ran right. in the... Republican Party, so he's got this red tag on him, but he's not like a, a le- right- leaning, and that's why they're conservative. The establishment Republicans didn't like him.
4: yeah,
0: so just stop This
3: him. is a
1: great point, going back to your friend and the activists who used you, right oh, yeah. And as soon as uh, they're, you know their guy was in and whatever, they just didn't care, they didn't care about the war, because these are partisan people, right? They were partisan people, and the party at the time was against Bush and the Bush Wars, exactly. so they were being partisan. So the reason why Trump is so exciting is because even the people in the Republican Party that voted for Trump were saying no to the Republicans to 17 other re- whatever it was, Republican primary candidates in 2016. They say no to the establishment and the Democrats are deplorable voters like me, like you, coming <laughs> up here, buddy, <laughs> right? right? Coming up here, buddy. We are nonpartisan. We're in pursuit of the truth.
3: I'm looking at this guy. And the
1: best thing, yeah, are, on, you, are on you on the, the trend, record? Man. You're on right. I mean, the me. After
3: last night, just in the first... Ten minutes, the 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 dreariness in Biden. I just my soul had decided (laughs) for me, and that was with full stage makeup. Yeah, (laughs) seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: we 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 Ian and I have arguments. Like Ian, you you were like, nah, I'm not voting for any. I mean,
3: I was going to vote for neither of them. I was going to last time I voted for Jill Stein because I couldn't couldn't stomach. But she's a Russian. I I know. Now (laughs) now it's just not. There's no there's no third party candidate that I like. I mean, there's nothing if that stood out. And, and and Trump's anti-war stance and getting us out of the PPP, TPP. TPP. Excuse me? The <laughs> PPP. <laughs> oh, it's, it's exhilarating. I mean, yeah. we need... It's just stuff that I've wanted to do for a long time. Because
0: I, yeah. I I I remember, when, well, like, Ian, and I, Ian and I would have arguments and Ian would be saying, like, he's not going to vote for Trump and I'm at the Obama administration. And, like, you were going off on it, how bad it was. Yeah, Trump's the one who shut it down.
3: The uh, investor state dispute settlement was going to give foreign corporations the power to sue our government if we you know uh chose not to buy their products if we, they call it um uh, i don't know whatever if we discrimination there was a discrimination clause and uh then they could sue our government and our taxes would have to pay these you know east asian corporations and they were all on board with it selling you know selling us out basically globalizing the, the well, economy. That, that's
1: what we were fighting against right is is, is- Giving up our sovereignty as mm-hmm. a nation to all of these supranational agreements and organizations that don't have the people of the United States first and foremost in all their decision making, which is what Donald Trump promised to do. And he has revived a sense of American nationalism that I think is going to continue on now for decades. This is the new trend
3: for us. Even, But beyond but look, look, yeah. that. They don't, it didn't have the individual's uh, good, inte- it, it, like, rights. It, it right. wasn't just an American thing. It was, like, stripping individuality from ah, us. It was giving yeah. it and to the corporate.
0: But, but not even that. My, my, my take on it is nothing, is, is not from a nationalist perspective. It's actually the inverse. Not, the, the United States government... Has sent, has, has, you know, engaged in these endless wars. Oh, you're, called? you're
1: respecting the nationalism and the national autonomy of those other exactly, nations. Exactly, exactly. So look, nationalism isn't just for America, it's for everybody.
0: What I mean is like yeah. the idea of bringing the factories back and all that stuff, I, oh. I, I, I love it. It's fantastic. We yes. definitely want to do that. But for me, it's about international relations and that we've been wasting money building roads and schools in foreign countries when our own town of flint has been in desperate need of fixing all of these pipes and we've got schools in our major cities that are in desperate need of repair and help and our hospitals look man i love the meme where it's like the groggy looking sad dude saying can we please have healthcare have you seen that one <laughs> there'll be like there was a really funny one where it was a, a uh, that it was like the navy tweeted we're building 50 new destroyers or some crazy thing and then one of these progressives posted the sad man saying can we please have healthcare and i'm like i feel you dude 100% I understand the need for military. I understand what it's all about. But how much are, how much money are we spending overseas to build things that we don't have here? Hey, I got an idea. If we end all these wars, we can build that hospital here. Yeah. See, that works for the nationalists, the American nationalists, and that works for the anti-war left. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't. I don't understand why the progressives aren't saying, "I will take Trump if it means we're going to end these wars." Straight up, but they won't do it. Like I, the Intercept, for instance, is very. You know, Glenn Greenwald is 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 he goes on Fox News. He's he he seems to be a pretty good dude, but his outlet is the is so orange man bad. It's confusing to me when he literally writes the establishment is stopping Trump from withdrawing our troops in the Middle East. I'm like, you guys rag on Trump all the time. okay? are you going to say we're like, are you going to accept that your best chance towards ending all of these things you don't like is through Trump? Or are you going to play the orange man bad narrative for clicks? Pick one because I'm not going to listen to you if you're coming out saying the Democrats and Republicans block Donald Trump's efforts to withdraw. I don't care. I think you're full of it. But like, you are you're just you're just saying that. Orange man can be
3: bad and still do good.
0: Like I know. you don't have that's Batman was too, a jerk.
3: Yeah. like Batman would, you know, there's but, 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 a great right, charisma. Right.
0: But what I'm saying is Very they true. put out the smears. They put out the ridiculous fake news. The proud boys are alt-right white supremacists. Uh, Bro, Donald so Trump supports boring. them. Ugh. It's like, dude, you can write me a great piece and say I, I love the story from The Intercept that said Donald Trump is like the most honest and dishonest president at the same time <laughs> because he lies about really dumb things for like who knows why. He'll be like, I didn't I didn't go to that club with that woman. What are you talking about? That's a lie, it's not true, you're lying. But then when it comes to military and spending, he's like, We got the soldiers in Syria guarding the oil. That's what we're there for. It's fantastic. It's like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> what? He literally said that. I'm like, okay, dude. That's hey man, look. If Trump tried to withdraw our troops and they went nuts and attacked him for it, and both Democrats and Republicans were blocking his moves, he comes out. That's how he's getting them. He's he's pulling the mask off of what they're doing. And, and that's the first step, getting the American people mad about our waste of time, money, and the lives being lost over here. I want to
3: ask you, Jack, When what's your – so you wrote the book, obviously, Democrats are Deplorable. Democrats are Deplorable. And what was your transition like? Did you vote for Obama? I did. Both times? I did. And then what what, what changed you? Man, it was a combination of things, but
1: really it was like beginning to feel the pressure of this white people bad stuff. Uh, 2013, 2014, especially the Rolling Stone rape hoax. You know, for me, it was a lot of like the Title IX, this fake rape stats and radical feminism. So really it all started for me after I got divorced and I was like trying to figure out how to date again, 2020 or 2010. And you know, this dating market had changed a lot since I had been married for 10 years before that. So I start reading, start figuring things out and I start pulling on this string and I'm like, man, this radical feminism is pretty whack. I start pulling on it, pulling on it, pulling on it. I've been pulling on the very same string of radical feminism into intersectionality, into critical race theory all the way to this very day, I'm still carrying on the very same thread. And at the core of all this cultural dispute and everything that we're having is, began with an attack on masculinity and it began with radical feminism and it has now just morphed and mutated and combined with Marxism and racism and intersectionality into what we see today. But I've been tracking this same thing for 10 years and it became very clear to me. I can remember very vividly when Clockboy. Brought that fake bomb to school, and he got arrested for detained for like three hours or whatever. And Obama and everybody had been telling us, you know, in this this high alert, terroristic, you know, time, if you see something, say something. There's signs all over the metro, all over the buses and the airports. If you see something, say something. Save a life. And then these pa- these teachers at a school saw somebody look like a bomb. They're like, yo, this, <laughs> it's, b- it's beeping, and there's a timer, and it looks like a bomb. We should do something. And Obama decided to come down on the side of this kid who brought this fake bomb to school, discredited and demeaned all of us who worked in education, worked in law enforcement, were trying to keep the country safe, and he did it to score woke points. And mm-hmm. that's when I realized for sure f- at the end that he was fake and, and full of it. And uh and then you start learning about American nationalism and what we've done with globalism, et cetera. And it all just came together and Donald Trump coming down that that freaking escalator.
0: That escalator, <laughs> yes. And and this is what I was trying to explain to my friend. Donald Trump isn't making any of this happen. Donald Trump no. exi- like is the result of all of it happening. And then people all sending their energy to the angry bull who slammed headfirst into the doors of the ivory That's tower. That's a good
3: point. He's surfing the wave. He didn't create the wave. Right. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I view it like Trump is – he's a bull with big old golden horns, massive ones. Golden and what? Horns. horns. I, didn't what? Know, I
1: didn't know which way you're going.
0: Dog. Oh. <laughs> no, he's just – he's stomping around going – and then the, the townspeople were sick of the people in the tower, condescending and insulting and, in and, that and manipulating. Way. And so they're just like, they smacked the bull on the butt and the bull went, just right into the ivory tower, trampled around. And they're all going, Oh, egad, there's a bull. Help us get it out. And they scream out to Bernie Sanders and, and he's helping them. And the progressives are like, don't worry, ivory tower. We'll help stop the, the, the bull from damaging your, your lofty one percenter. I don't get it. I don't understand why the
1: progressives are on board with that. There's still way more damage to be done to the ivory tower. Indeed. It's going to take decades. Yeah. Right. And so let me ask you guys, what do you, is there anybody who voted for Trump in 2016? Realistically, who's not going to vote for him again? Maybe on the small on handful, it, teeny yeah. tiny margins. Yep. Right. Yeah, right. Single but, digits. But yet percent. all of the reasons even. that were yeah. in place that catapulted Trump to victory in 2016 are still in place, have been getting worse. Yeah.
0: They're like more in your face, and we're right? seeing
2: him fix them, and
0: we're seeing him fix them, and people yeah. people think Joe Biden will bring you back to normal. Mm-mm. That is a a a sad, sad. A bit of wishful thinking. So, it's not true. So is, We're not Joe going Biden's,
2: back. is Joe Biden's normal a normal that we actually want to go back to? Exactly. Is Obama's world a <laughs> no. world we want to go back to? No. Is no. this Middle Eastern involvement really something that we want? Because it's like, I, no. I, I did not like, I didn't like, I didn't care for Obama because I was super conservative. But now listening to all his warmongering stuff, I'm like, this is insane. So I have a question for you guys. Do you guys think that there's any way that we can go back to the way things were before after Trump? Or do we mentioned a little bit about how more personalities like him are going to rise up? Do you think that's going
0: to be a a trend? I don't think we'll ever go back to the way things were before. Is that positive? But I think that's a good thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's positive. I
0: think Donald Trump is not not some guardian angel descending from heaven to save all of the virtuous. Donald Trump Mm -hmm. is an angry bull, Mm -hmm. and it was what was available at the time for the angry townspeople. But after the ivory tower has been finally vacated by the people as they run for the hills, then the townspeople can make an educated decision and find, you know, that person who can actually go and start representing them. So this is what I said to my friend. If Joe Biden gets elected, you are kicking the bull out of the tower. He's going to lock the door. The Democrats hate Bernie. They hate Ocasio-Cortez. You will never step foot in that building again once they win. Mm -hmm. Now, if Trump gets the opportunity to win and kicks them out, and they're gone. The, the best they could muster right now is Biden. They're on the ropes. Yeah. The establishment is about to be crushed, and all of these cronies like Rick Wilson and these never-Trumpers, <sighs> when they got booted from the Republican Party by Trump, ran screaming as as political party refugees to the Democrats saying, help us, help us, we got kicked out of the tower. The Democrats said, come, we'll nurture you, nurture you in our bosom and protect you, because we're all establishment cronies together. Mm-hmm. So I told my friend, don't let them take the keys back. Kick them out. And then, and then after four years of Trump, because the next four years, whether you look, I was like, you don't like Trump, right? And you don't like Biden. So don't vote for Biden. Just let Trump do his thing. He's gone in four years. And then you have the opportunity for an actual left
3: wing populist to come and have a real argument with a right wing populist. It's going to be Buttigieg. He is basically the establishment's grooming candidate right now only if they win we can get through to him. yeah oh either way they're going to be pushing him in 2024 not and we can get through to him though and make him not crazy i think i think if donald so you you look at who they have left they have joe
0: biden the the the, the dude struggles okay he struggles he's not going to be viable next they couldn't do hillary clinton there are no prominent democratic figures none if donald trump wins it's over for them. The establishment well, will be. Crushed. You're talking about the
3: military-industrial complex. So this is what I was thinking earlier. I think, like you were saying, Lydia, do we go back to what it was before? Yeah, do we and want it's to. before America was the world police. I think, yeah, because I don't think having a world police, one country be the world police, makes much sense anymore. It's too much pressure on the country. Um, but if America were to stop being a world police, would China just fill that gap? Yes. Well, for their own interests, that's the thing. Ex- yeah. But is there a way what? to globalize a world police so that no nation takes control? No, thank you. Yeah. No, but there's mutually assured destruction. China doesn't
0: want to go to war with us, and we're dangerously close as it is. So I think... Conventional war. They're at right, war right, with right. us on every yeah. front, exactly, every exactly. angle right now, anyway. I, I I think that one of the contributing factors as to why we're on the precipice of war is because of world policing.
1: Yeah, for sure. We we, we Preci- put Precipice of war with whom? China. No, we're already at war.
0: Oh, that's right, yeah, right, right, right. We're right. already at war. I mean, we, we I mean, conventional, in, full hot war. That's
1: yeah. no, that's done. That, that's, not, that's not. That's not going to happen. You we are something? currently engaged in a fourth generation warfare yes. with China. They're pumping a country full of drugs, the same way mm-hmm. we pumped their country full of drugs in the last century. <laughs> they're taking over infrastructure and trading yep. routes all over the world. They're pumping us full of freaking propaganda. Mm-hmm. They're running TikTok and pushing the algorithm yes. to corrupt our youth there's they're they're helping these activists you know yep. these collectivist activists they're helping on every front we are at war engaged and they're 100% actually at with war with right
3: themselves now. because that communist party has co-opted the citizens they are not the citizens don't want to do that stuff but this this party but they do and they're, and they're in the military
0: and they and they contribute yeah, they control the military that's authoritarianism but yes, we are, we are, we are in fourth generational. And, and I
1: believe that them. we need to be more explicit about that. One of the reasons I voted for Trump, and it's in the book, Democrat to the poor. Mm-hmm. Did I mention that? Yes. <laughs> you wrote <laughs> that uh, book. I wrote a book. <laughs> I wrote, wrote a book. book. So you wrote sells, a book. It's, it's selling really well, too. Uh, the, one of the things to talk about is, is changing the language in the conversation around China. Mm-hmm. Biden for so many years, uh China, uh China, starting back with the WTO in the nineties, where we let them into the World Trade Organization, which was protested, by the way, by Antifa and Black yep, Doc, which yep. is funny mm-hmm. because they're anti-globalist at the time. Yep. We have started since then just giving our country away to the point now where in a pandemic. We didn't have all the supplies and we had risks of drugs running out and all kinds of bad things that are happening. And so we need to actually be saying. China and and the United States these are is an antagonistic relationship right now and we need to be changing the the energy there
0: and I think that that has been accomplished wasn't that that was the battle in, battle in Seattle I think yeah, was yeah. That, that, that was the World Trade Organization protests leftists were shutting down streets yeah. in opposition to global trade yeah. policy right mm-hmm. amazing how many of these people are now older and still part of the left but in complete a complete inversion to what they once believed. And that's part of the that's that's part of the problem. I see that not only did, did I feel used by the activists who are like, vote for Obama, vote for Obama, you know, end the war. And then he made it worse. And they walked away. It's also them saying, like, hey, look at all these things that are really bad. And, you know, these trade policies, look, what we're protesting. I'm like, great. And then years go by and they're like, oh, we 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 flipped 180 on that one.
1: Dude, you want to talk about being used? Let's talk about Gen X. Gen X and race, okay? I'm 44 years old. I was raised by my culture and everyone around me just not a Nazi color, Nazi gender, Nazi race. Sound like I was saying Nazi, right? <laughs> Nazi not race. Yes. <laughs> to not see any of these things and to judge people on the content of their character. And we did all of that and we lived in that manner. And then you get to adulthood and what do they say now? Too bad, dude. You're a racist. White supremacy. Your color matters.
0: Color matters. They used us, Gen X. They used us, and we're bitter. You know You know what triggers me a whole lot about these people? The progressives are the ones who fought for uh, Loving v. Virginia, ending miscegenation laws. They have created generations of mixed-race people for which they now essentially disavow as either bend the knee and be privileged or mm. be white. Mm. So that's... that's, that's I, th- these people... I, I think, you know, I was talking to someone about Robin D'Angelo's book where she basically she says, I have no answer for how a mixed race person is supposed to function. I don't know her exact quote, but she basically just like shrugs it off. But in this woke world of like racial discrimination, you know, like Ibram X. Kendi and Robin D'Angelo, they don't have a, 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 a space for people of mixed race that the progressives actually, you know, created the laws which allowed these generations to flourish and exist. Now they're create, now, now the left is embracing These these policies and ideas that essentially say, okay, all of one race here, all of one race here. Uh Oh, this one's both. What do we do? So that that to me is particularly offensive. It's like you're the activists right now claiming you cared about these things. You cared about the dream of Martin Luther King Jr. And now you're holding up signs with his quotes on it while fighting against his
3: dream. Mm -hmm. I can fully support you, man, with the Gen X thing. I'm 41 and I basically caught the tail end of Gen X raised with the exact same ideals. We are all the same. Not not identical. But man, you look past what you see yeah. and that's who we, we're, we're unity, you know, and then I went to Occupy Wall Street and was ready to talk about the Constitution was told we're not having any more white people speak. You can't speak to the yep. news. We had mm. too many white people. Exactly too like- many white people that I saw that written on a board
1: at my last job that I got yeah. fired from when I got doxed by Antifa and they fired me for being a Nazi. You got canceled. I got oh, canceled. Man. But while I was there. On the white board, that was the note-taking for the Diversity, Inclusion, and Equity Committee. They wrote on the board, literally, too many white people how working that, here. How is that legal? It's not. It's totally illegal. <laughs> it's totally illegal. It's a violation. It's a hostile work environment. Yep. It's a violation of my civil rights. And when you when I spoke up about it,
0: <laughs> I got fired. Oh, that's my, that's my gosh. And so now in California, as most people who are watching probably know, because I bring it up all the time, yes. <laughs> do it. the Democrats are trying to repeal the civil rights uh, passage in their Constitution, yeah. and they call it the affirmative action bill. So then when I try talking to people, they're like, but it's for affirmative action. I say, oh, can you point to the language in the bill that's for affirmative action? What do you mean? It says affirmative action. It's the title. It's
2: Antifa. Oh, so it if Antifa I make factions. a bill called
0: the Patriot Act, uh-huh. it's for, for being a patriot. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That that whole part about locking people up indefinitely, you know, and, and, and all that stuff, that's that's <laughs> that's patriotism. That's exactly it. it. It's it's you know you know what's really remarkable about the modern left is the semantic tools they use to manipulate low information voters. We are anti racist. Therefore, if you oppose us, you're a racist. Now, anti racism holds the exact same tenets of racism, but the name is different.
4: Uh-huh.
0: You know, it's like it's like we're anti racist. We didn't say we're not. We just, you know, you know just call it something else. Anti-fascism. Mm-hmm. Well, they're violent authoritarians, not technically
3: fascists. It's in the name. It's clever. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a, a belief, this might be a little esoteric, but I think that the human mind is not logical. It's more emotional. So when you say yes. a double negatives, they don't translate properly to the human oh, mind. Oh, totally. So if right. I say, don't be evil, they're hearing, don't, be evil. And they're hearing, be evil. Even though I said don't before it, so when you're saying anti-fascist, you're putting out the fascist energy. And so it's making these people that way. Well, they're, they're fascistic. They're not fascist.
0: Right. And, and what, what that means is they use a lot of the same tactics and they hold many similar ideologies. But on core components, they're not fascist. Like they're not nationalists. They're
3: not traditionalists. What is fascism anyway, man? What is your definition of it? I so, thought it was corporate government collusion. Yep.
0: So uh I, I think the official like academic understanding of what fascism was was ultra nationalistic authoritarianism. And so that could also mean you want to take over the world, but your country is in charge of everyone else. So the the, the main difference I see and and I could be wrong, I'm not a historian or anything. The interest here's the interesting thing about the communists and the fascists. They use the same symbolism. Okay. When they raise the fist, have you noticed they raise the fist and they point their fingers at you? It's the, the the fist symbol with the fingers facing you is a symbol of all the fingers together making a strong unit. The fist we can punch, but individually the finger was weak. That's what the fa- uh, the fa- what is it? it fascist is that how you pronounce it? Fascies. The yeah. fascies. That's the weapon of all the sticks tied together with the blade in it. That individually they were weak, but together they were strong weapon. They believe the same the same core tenets of banding together for power. The difference was fascist, at least today, neo fascism is traditionalist. Only, you know, uh, the men are the ones who work. The women are, in the, you know, raising the kids and in the house. And Antifa are fascistic in their, te- in their techniques and everything, but they're ultra-progressive. They believe year zero, culture revolution, abolish gender, abolish tradition, abolish religion. Books. So, but did they, the
1: same black bloc people, the same Antifa people, it, did they believe that when they were promoting globalism or, you know, uh, uh, protesting against globalism in, in the 90s, WTO? I don't know. Do you think they have any actual real core values? I think
3: it's new people with the same title. Like Mm. the next generation, they just different people with different mindsets.
0: My mom sent me this video where there's a bunch of people sitting in a dentist's office and they're all actors. A woman comes in for an appointment and sits down and then a bell chimes and everyone stands up and she looks around all confused. Then everyone sits down right away. Then she goes back, bell chimes again. Everyone stands up. She looks confused. Eventually she just stands up too. all of a sudden she's standing up and sitting down every time a bell rings one by one the people the actors leave and then all that's left is her bell chimes she stands up sits down new guy comes in an actual uh, patient sits down and sees her standing up and sitting down and he goes what what are you doing and she's like I just we're supposed to do it we everyone's doing it he's like oh so he starts standing up too. Then one by one, new people come in for their appointments, and then all of a sudden, everyone is standing up and sitting down having no idea why they did it. Amazing. It just transferred over. I think what we see with the left and Antifa is it is a chaotic, destructive force with no principle and no plan. It is just the embodiment of rage. So that's why they oppose the World Trade Organization, and then now they're in favor of the World Trade Organization, I so guess? It's
3: collectivist. I think this is something... Um Gosh, I don't remember e. e. Griffin was talking about it like individualism versus collectivism. And that's really where we're at right now. Um, fascists and communists are collectivists. Yes. You know, you could say yeah, Jordan that, Peterson talks about this. Yeah. So the collectivism, it could be. I don't know if it's just dangerous in general.
2: I think it is. Because I think that individualism makes people strong, because when you have individualism, you have personal responsibility. When you start to lose individualism, you lose personal responsibility and you lose, like, maybe this comes down to people not experiencing the effects of their own actions, like not being disciplined, maybe when they're growing up. I don't know if that's cause or effect, but I think that the individualism is so strongly tied to personal responsibility, you can see a culture start to crumble when you start to lose individualism. That's just my two cents.
0: It's a bunch of, it, Antifa is a bunch of kids who have been given everything whenever they cried about it. So they're crying about it, trying to get it. I think it's funny, you know, uh, these college kids, Uh people talk about how colleges are indoctrinating, you know, young people. And I, I'm like, it, it's not in the way you think it is. Like, certainly there are professors that are ridiculously woke and, you know, woke walkers or whatever you want to call them. Okay. But a lot of what in- indoctrinates them is just the fact that they wake up, they're told what to do. And when mm-hmm. they complain, they're given whatever they want. Then they graduate and there's no longer. So, so they're kids and they're like, I, I want you to imagine now, you know, a, a 30, a 38 year old woman with an eight year old kid and she's standing in the ice cream shop and the kid's screaming and pounding his feet saying, I want two scoops. Ah! And then she's like, okay, 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 please two scoops quickly. He's yelling at me. Oh, my ears. And she gives the kid what he wants. That kid grows up, goes to college. Now you see it with that video like Nick Christakis. Remember that? He's at Halloween. And yeah. they're screaming like no matter what he says, they're just like, shut up. Ah! That's the same kid grown up now whose parents just said, whatever you want, you they're yelling in my ears. It's a lack of masculine energy in the world.
2: I think that's it.
0: And now what, what, what we end up getting is even these professors who are respectable are not being tough. Like, when a professor gets surrounded and they're screaming at him, he goes, okay, okay, I listen, I'm listening, I hear what you're saying. Instead of being like, F you, shut up, get out of my face.
3: And this is because the doctrines in- infiltrated the top levels of the organizations and will fire those professors if they stand up to the Probably. to the weakness? Because
0: people are more concerned about getting that quick buck mm-hmm. than what's right. That's another big problem. You know, I love it when people are like, oh, I have a problem with capitalism. Like, you know, I got to say, there is an issue when people are like, I will sell out my principles as long as I get paid at the end of the day. So money. That's not an issue of capitalism, though. It's an issue of no shared values and morals. Mic drop. Yeah, definitely. Can you look up the, the Mike Tyson quote? Right, exactly. The- I
1: mean, the thing about it is we can see everywhere that there's a failure of masculine leadership. There's a failure of family. There is a failure of strong community, of discipline, of leadership, of accountability. And the definition of collectivism really is that you don't, it's, it's shared responsibility. And when you have shared responsibility, then no one has any responsibility. It's when you have individual responsibility, that's when you can collectively have responsibility. It trickles up from the individual. I heard a quote, maybe it was Nassim Taleb, and he said that he is like a communist at home. Uh, and he is like a socialist in his community. and then he is a libertarian uh, f- in the you know, for his political yeah. views.. Interesting. And that is the way it is at home, right? I mean, dude, I work, Daddy works, Daddy pays, Daddy provides. I'm happy to share. It's easy, peasy according you know for me according to my ability, to them ac- according <laughs> to their needs. To their needs kids, yeah, right. But I don't want to see that kind of crap at the, the
0: the you know the federal level. Right no way. Level. yeah i got, I got this quote., oh, yeah. I'm assuming it's real. This is from World Boxing News. <laughs> Social media made you all way too comfortable with disrespecting people and not getting punched in the face for it, Definitely. Mike Tyson. Definitely. I don't know if that's a, a real quote or whatever. I saw it going around. I'm, it sounds like he said it. I mean, it's
1: even in a Taylor Swift song.
0: <laughs> that music it, what, Which true. one?
1: Right. Uh, you, what, not this last album, but the one that came out before where it's like something about, you know, tweets in the streets. It's a knockout, you know, just like saying, like, she gets a lot of harassment, right? Yeah. Online and stuff. Yeah. And she sees it. And, uh, you know, I felt it when I heard that song for the first time, because, you know, I get some hate out there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's interesting that, you know, no, it's the same phenomenon when you're in your car. Right, like when you're in your car and you're in traffic and you you're willing to like bully somebody with your car, cut them off, and give them the finger. It's because you're insulated from yeah. real mm-hmm. life, right? Yeah. Let me tell you something. When I am standing in line to get into somewhere, I'm six four, two fifty. How many people walk up and cut in front of me? Zero. Zero. Probably none. But people will elbow their way in within their cars, and then they get mad at you, right? Mm-hmm. It's like when people are detached from the outcomes of their actions like Antifa has been, they're, they just go buck wild.
0: Have you seen? Have you ever seen the viral video where there's like a fence and the two dogs are yelling at each other and barking and then the, the fence starts opening. It's like a gate slides and then once it opens, <laughs> the dogs just stop and like slowly turn around and walk away like, oh no, now I got to be accountable for my actions. Yeah. So yeah. this
3: lack of masculine energy is directly linked to the era of social media.
1: Mm, People have- I think it, em- it emphasizes it, but the, 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 the attack on masculinity has been ongoing since the sixties.
3: What's the, why, what, what caused it or what brought it on?
1: Well, it was the, it was when feminism decided that they needed to wrench the power from the patriarchy mm. and all page, all societies are patriarchal. All patriarchies are oppressive. And if you are to end oppression, you must end the patriarchy. And what is the source of of the patriarchy's power, masculine energy. Hmm. So you have to attack it at the
0: source. So it's very logical. You if see, they want to do this. You see that viral TikTok where it's like this chick is putting on makeup and getting ready for school. And she's like, y'all women in the sixties want me to, in- wanted me to be independent. I don't want to be independent. And then she starts yelling, I want to be a housewife. I want to make dinner for my husband, but now I have to go to school. And then she like storms off. Aww. It's actually really funny. It's very, it's, <laughs> it's, it's funny. True. It's true. It's sad. I th- the I... worst thing that happened
1: with feminism is that they decided that the ideal woman looked like the ideal man.
0: Ugh. Right. Instead I'm, of saying the of I, I, what I, the ideal woman should look like. I've been we saying champion femininity. I've been saying this for a long time. Feminism is destroying femininity Yes. because it's championing masculine concepts for women. So you take a look at Captain Marvel. They they're like, okay, we're gonna make a superhero movie that's traditionally a male role, but women should do it too. Oh. Well, sure, but that what you're basically saying is the ideal man is 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 paramount is peak humanity, right? The point is, if you have a movie where a guy is a superhero when he's saving the day, and then your response is women should be like the man instead of the man should be like the woman, you're basically saying. The men is what we should all strive. The masculine is what we should all strive to be. But then the problem is it, 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 it comes down to it's not. How, how do I phrase this? It, it disinherits women. Well, they're, they're, they're attacking men, right? Because they're trying to prop women up in right. masculine roles, which right. creates which which destroys both. Right. That's, that's the point I'm trying to make. Exactly
1: right. Exactly right. By saying that the ideal woman is, is the, a man then in order to get women into those positions you have to degrade the existing men you have to degrade the existing oh. system in order to make space now this is echoed in critical race theory when it comes to race if you've seen right. these these bubbles that are like oh this is when you're an early like a tadpole of a of an anti-racist and then when you get to your fully developed anti-racist self it says specifically and this was at the smithsonian published yeah says uh, white people yield positions of power to people of color amazing detail specific actual call-out okay it's the same concept it's did, like we need to get these
0: people out of power mm-hmm. so that we can take the power did you see uh, in the book in defense of looting they basically said that uh, or I saw I, I could be wrong so fact check me said that uh, Jewish people and Asians represent the face of capital and then a bunch of people are like, "That sounds an awful lot like what you know Nazis were saying," but it's 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 they believe a lot of the exact same things. So they're not
3: they, of Godwin's law. What they wanted to do was get rid of oppression or or diminish oppression. The feminists and I then they, they conflated say. patriarchy with oppression, and that's where that skewed. That's like where Hitler conflated the Jews with the banking power structure that he wanted to overcome or whatever the power structure he, he thought they just because a lot of Jewish people were in those positions that it was the I Jewish. Don't, I don't even know. I, mean, I, I think the dude was just well, like that, he s- went after Jewish people for sure. Or, but as it accidentally, as the feminists went after men accidentally, because they were just trying to undo the oppression system. So
0: the fake oppression system. Yeah. And it's the, the same, same was thing just with nuts. critical
3: race is they're trying to undo the white people. But what they really want is to undo the oppression. Well, think, this this is the joke.
0: If, wh- whichever group you want to be a part of, you got to figure out who your target is. If you want to be an occupier, the 1%. The 1% is responsible for the war. They're the one who controls the bank and the money. If you want to be, you know, a conspiracy theorist, the Illuminati. The Illuminati is, you know, they're making all the wars and basically you can take any one of these groups, any group anti racist, fascist, whatever, and you can ascribe all of the same problems oppression and conflict and strife and suffering. You want to be a communist? Well the capitalists are causing the war because the war machine, the capitalists are the ones who who are oppressing you. You just pick whichever group, you change the noun, and
3: all of a sudden, congratulations you're whichever group you want to be. It's a failed tactic. That's a, I mean it's a tactic that leads to the what we're seeing right now. And I mean
1: is it a failed tactic? I mean they're getting they're they're like chipping away at the patriarchy. They're chipping away at this sense of oppression. Well, I
3: guess the argument would be that it will destroy us in the long run. Well, that's what we've been
1: trying to say and that's why we're trying to fight back. I've been tweeting and writing about this for years. It is woke versus men or woke versus masculine energy and we need to have a revival of masculine
0: energy. You know you know what's really interesting to me? I grew up watching shows comic book shows you know like superhero stuff and they always have the men and the women on equal footing you know i, I never really thought about it so when i was when i was little watching say anime or superhero stuff you could see wonder woman she's you know depending on the on what, you, what you're watching she's like top tier superhero as strong as the men or stronger actually yeah. there are a bunch of there's tons of anime where there's strong female characters with like top tier abilities and they're like main characters and so in fiction the ideas created among, particularly among, you know, young people who watch this stuff, that men and women are equally powerful. And then something interesting happened when when I, when I was skateboarding and I turned 16. And then all of a sudden, it was like, wow, there's a real power disparity between men and women in skateboarding. Then I turned 18 and I went to the X Games and, and I was with my friend and I got to meet a bunch of the top female skaters. And I mean this with, with no disrespect at all, but they just don't compare to the men. And then all of a sudden... I heard from the mouth of one of the top female pros, you will never be as good as a man. And that she was telling it to the, 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 to the other women. And I thought that was interesting to grow up seeing all this fictional content where men and women are equals on, in every way, fighting each other. Or sometimes women are stronger, Captain Marvel, for instance. But then you go out in the real world and you watch sports or work and it's like, mm, men and women are clearly different.
2: I really, I really, I have a lot of strong feelings about this. I've been containing myself. I really hate this idea that men and women need to be on an equal playing. Well, not that they need to be on equal playing field, but that they need to be the same. Because I'm seeing a lot of the idea that they have to be the same. Like, women can be stronger than men. Like, Captain Marvel really did not make me happy. I was like, why should a woman need to be as strong as a man? Why don't you find something interesting that a woman really is good at in real life? And you empower normal women to do normal woman things, to, to do them really well, and to like... Assign some kind of value to that because that would be interesting.
4: But what
0: that would be different? But so I think about uh, like Sparta, right? I think it's the Spartans. The only—I I don't know if this is true, but I read that the only way a Spartan would get a gravestone is if they died in war in battle. That's right. And the only way a woman would get a gravestone she, gravestone is if she died in childbirth. I don't know if that's true. Beast, but I was like I was watching 300, so I started like reading about Sparta the, and stuff like that. I like your but, but, oh. Well, I was gonna say like if if. Jumping into a burning building, you know, and pulling out the the, the puppies and and the children and saving them is a masculine thing. Being the hero, being the strong adventurer, the warrior. What would a feminine, you know, uh, movie be? What would the heroic female be doing? Raising Alexander the Great.
2: Yeah. His mother was impressive.
0: Training, you know. Look,
1: there's a phrase. There's a saying. The hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. Interesting, right? Genghis so Khan's mom—it's mm-hmm. the
0: moms
1: that put ideas into the kids' heads, and it—it's—it's the—it's the women that the men desire, that spur men into conquest, into creation, into building things, and to protecting and preserving
0: things. So, the, like that Game so of, of Thrones, where you have the the women who are you know at high ranking positions who are royalty or whatever, and the men are all fighting the war and stuff.
1: Yeah, I don't who, dramatic, who got this conflict? idea that it's like. It's better to go to war and get chopped up in a meat grinder than to stay at home <laughs> and to take care of the farm and the kids. Yeah. Like, but, not,
0: but but that's but but that's even still uh, we're talking about the 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 peasant class or the working class. Yeah. You like in looking at Game of Thrones, you had tons of female characters who were in positions of great power who were directing the men to go into the meat grinder and go to war for them, and yeah. so there was a lot of drama and a lot of power behind what they did. You look at those characters, like Cersei Lannister was extremely powerful. Now, mind you, I mean, the, the show kind of trailed off and nobody <laughs> cares anymore. But I'm using sure. it as an example that you've got uh, a lot of shows where you can see female power and how they wield it and how it's represented. And yeah. it's dramatic and it's, it's fantastic. Well,
1: I mean, look, there's – in and we were talking about Spanish uh, – Latin culture and Spanish language. It's El Sol, right, masculine, mm-hmm. and La Luna. Yep. Right. Right. Okay. And then, and then it's it's also Mother Earth, Mm -hmm. right? So we we have in us, in our history, in our archetypes, in our DNA, in our evolution, this idea that there are polarities. Yeah, Jordan Peterson. And you and you need them both, and that like the great caretaker that guards us all and provides this warm, safe, wet environment for us to live in. You know, it's female energy as well. You
0: know, it's really crazy. What's the stereotype? Of when uh, when a soldier is is dying, what does he yell? Yeah, he screams out for his mother. Mom. Yes, he does. Yeah, he doesn't absolutely. yell, Dad. Nope. He yells, Mom, Mother. You lived yep. inside her for nine months. That's crazy. Yeah, man. That's that that's, that 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 to me is one of the greatest like uh, disrespects of 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 modern feminism, that there is kind of it, it feels, and I'm not saying this of all women. I'm not saying this of all, of all feminists, but there is a general like ignoring of the power of motherhood and femininity. Kind of gets me. Diminishment. Like they like I, I I one of my one of my friends was just ignoring. A, they are tearing it down. Well, yeah. so one of one of my friends posted on Facebook how she got uh, I don't know what the right word is for it, but she can't have kids anymore by choice. She went to a doctor. Oh, tubal ligation. I I I guess it's what like tubes you know, tied thing, but yeah. more than that, like irrever- oh, irreversible, irreversible like like hysterectomy. hysterectomy. No, 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 not, not a hysterectomy. But where they use like high heat to sear it, yes. or something. Oh, yeah. So it's it was a tube tubes tied followed by cauterization. Ugh. And they were celebrating that they'll never be a mother. And I was like, why do you feel that way? You know, like, why would you go through that? I mean, you're, it's your life. You can do what you want. I'm not telling you you can't do it. I'm just curious. Like, why would yeah, be interested? And I wonder if it's it's a product of society telling young women not to be this way. And then you think about, like, uh, um, who's, who's that woman? Abigail, Abigail Schreier, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, Joe Rogan had this, uh, this woman on who is talking about like rapid onset gender dysphoria and stuff. Yeah. And how it's typically young women mm-hmm. being told they're trans because they like doing certain masculine things. And so it feels like it, there's, there's, there's two fronts here that are, are, are targeting young women and taking away their agency. One, telling them that they shouldn't be, they shouldn't like what they like. There was a Reddit post that w- went pretty viral. I, I think you, you, you might know what I'm talking about. You got oh, you got to look on your face like you knew this one. No. no, it was, it was a couple saying we're raising our daughter to be genderless, but she keeps demanding pink dresses. <laughs> yes.
2: Our three-year-old.
0: Yeah, our, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I am like, that's fine. Maybe that's what she wants. Like, why would you deny that if th- your kid has made a choice? You know what I mean? Like, that's... So then they're telling their kid not to want these things. And then when their kid says, okay, they go, aha, now you should go to the doctor and get, you know, hormone therapy mm-hmm. or something. Right.
1: So one of the main concepts of critical race theory is queering, right? So queer is not a noun anymore. It's a verb. Oh, man. And it means to break down barriers. It means to change categories, right? Like to queer something means to take it from what it is and transform it into something else. Usually like it's opposite. I never right? heard this. Yeah. Yeah. James Lindsay writes about oh, yeah. it all oh, the time. Wow. And yeah, yeah. yeah. so wow. it, it's, you're queering a thing, right? That's why you can have, you know, straight, otherwise cis, whatever girls calling themselves queer. Yeah, It's because in their mindset, they're like trying to help, you know, shred the boundaries. And now this is a theme that we see everywhere right now, which is the elimination of boundaries, right? You can see it from globalism. You can see it in social media. You can see it with the pandemic. You can see it with gender. We are the, the, the last 23 years have been about trying to obliterate boundaries so that there's no way to actually identify who you are. One of the ways that you identify who you are is by identifying what you're not. Right, right, and you can take note over here and over there and over there, and then you get a sense of self, and that sense of self leads to individualism and individual accountability, and it leads to capitalism ultimately.
0: So, so what they're trying to do is basically, we'll all be wearing gray jumpsuits with shaved heads, and uh, well, uh, it's it's what uh, what's that? What's Harrison that? Bergeron. Yes, Harrison Bergeron. Yes you're familiar. Oh my god. Yes. I mean,
1: just here talking to you guys, I have my IQ limiter on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just so I just so I can fit
0: I in. So don't that. Don't yeah, yes, right. I am.
2: I'm highly offended the here. The thing in
0: your ear we, we actually have a program running to make sure Jack doesn't run circles around us. <laughs> yes. I think in, were... in, in, in fact, all of the guests on this show, everyone except for me, <laughs>
3: <laughs> are we ever has a constant
0: screech. That <laughs> that's your secret. Um, <laughs> you said something
3: very interesting Lydia, about um men and women being on an equal playing field. Mm-hmm. And that metaphor made me think of a football field. And you would never put right. a man and a woman on a football field together because the man would dominate the woman. Yep, that's funny. 9. Th-
2: th- that's exactly what I was thinking of when I said that. I was like, if you put them both on a, a football field, they're not going to be anywhere near the same. But if you want someone to give your kids the right ideas, you're not going to ask a dad to do all of it. You're going to need a mom. So,
0: well, Well, more importantly, I think mother and father can provide different perspectives for the kids. But if your kid needs nourishment, you're not going to be like, suckle the teat of papa. You're going to be like, the dad (laughs) can't do that.
3: So maybe men and women should be on equal playing field metaphorically sometimes, but sometimes not. Men should be treated equally under the law. Right.
1: Right. And have agency. Mm -hmm. I got in trouble a long time ago for writing a satirical piece that was trying to just help women understand that they need to have agency. Feminism is about taking away women's agency. Mm -hmm. And that's why you see people criticizing the Supreme Court nominee. Right. Right? Because she had kids and babies, so she's a terrible person. She made this choice. Or when women are like, I just want to stay home with the
0: kids. You, You know what I love about Amy Coney Barrett? They're like, She's literally in a cult where she thinks she's subservient to her husband. She's a handmaiden and going to be no- and and nominated to the highest court in the in the country and
4: yeah, probably right. one of the
0: most powerful people on the planet. So
1: none of it makes <laughs> none of it makes any sense. Right. And the way that we know for sure that none of it makes any sense is in the Scandinavian countries where they're the most liberal mm-hmm. and they give people the most freedom and they can and they can choose whatever jobs they want. Oh yeah. And yet more women choose jobs that involve people and yep. care, and men involve jobs or, or take jobs that involve things and thinking. It happened naturally, but, uh, and uh, they're
0: mad about but, it. But apparently it's it's worse. It's way that, wider. Yeah. So apparently in the Scandinavian countries, the more equality they offered up and opportunity, the more the gender divide expanded.
2: I forgot about that. It like, makes me laugh.
0: Whereas when you didn't... So I, I guess the way I see it is necessity comes first. If you're, if you're in a country and a woman has to work, she will work. If a man has to work, he will work. If a man has to stay home to watch his kids, he will stay home to watch his kids. Rick Moranis famously, right, was a famous actor in, in the 80s. And his I, I believe his story was that his wife—I could be wrong about this, but I believe his wife died. And so he bowed out of Hollywood because he needed to be there for his kids. So the necessity drives first. Give someone a socialized state, like a social program. I'm not saying socialism. I'm saying social programs where their kids can have daycare and it's covered. Don't worry about it. Then what happens? If you've taken away the risk, the choice comes into play. And the men choose the jobs and the things, and the women choose the family and the raising the kids. Mm-hmm. That's what we see in Scandinavia. In this house, I don't want
3: to clean the basement at all. But I'll carry boxes in all day, <laughs> right, <yeah>. man. <laughs> Absolutely. Don't you make me use it's a just broom. just a natural, like, right. deep... Desire. I've just got this like, I don't want to clean. I'm not thing. good well, at it. I'm not, I don't, not attentive to the detail of the grime, <laughs> but I'll lift the boxes. That's yeah. Right, yeah. I'll carry all the stuff. I can happily, because I'm building muscle. It's kind That's of right, good. It's a good workout. Like Out. Yeah,
0: Yeah.
1: It's almost as if we are who we are in part, or if not a hundred percent, due to the hormones in our biology and the way we're built. Mm-hmm. We're all here to perform a role, right? And it's very clear what my role is. My role is to protect and provide. And it's very clear what a soft feminine woman's role is to provide, you know, happen in our relationship. And neither one of them is like better
3: than the other. They're both important both, and necessary yeah. to make a whole. So I, feminism or being feminine is very yeah. is something very different from feminism. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, the yeah. collective oh, movement yeah, is based oh, yeah. around feminine energy. So, yeah. What about men being
0: feminine and women being masculine?
1: I think it's all it's all spectrum, right? It's like these are group averages, so you're definitely going to have men with a little bit more of a feminine energy and women with a little bit more of a masculine energy. It's not clearly just going to be one or zero, but they do gather around the means outside of you know in their sort of bimodal distribution. I think is have you is heard of the term
3: the Kenzie scale? Yeah, uh, that's like a sexuality, a sexuality scale, scale yeah. a one through seven, yeah. and that people I don't know most people are either three or a four.
2: Yeah, I'm not super familiar with that. But the thing that the thing that bothers me the most about feminism is that it comes in with the name kind of like Antifa. It's in interjecting the idea of a strong feminine. And I'm like, when you look at it, all you're getting is watered down versions of males. And that is so demeaning to women. It boils my blood. I was like, where is this? What's special about that? You're just a second rate man have time for that. Sorry. Yeah.
1: Well, and that's what's playing out on the national scale, whether we all, all of us know it or not. This is a, a need for more masculine energy, a leadership, and also a reestablishment of categories and boundaries, which is why we see, people wanting to pull back from globalism. That's why we see people thinking social media is not healthy for them all the time. That's why we think that's why we see social distancing is a good thing in terms of in times of a pandemic. Mm -hmm. And that's why we need to have clearly defined gender identities and gender roles because boundaries matter and boundaries that you let things in when you want, let things out when you want no boundaries means there's no people, no thing. There's nothing. If, If everything is everything, then, nothing is anything that's why
0: i say it's Perfect. a chaotic and destructive Did force yeah you got that, I got that? Okay, sweet. that's why i say it's a chaotic destructive force yeah it's just you know at one point it was it was anti-globalist now it's pro-globalist and now it's just moving around randomly burning down buildings and destroying things with no real purpose or plan
1: well let's 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 talk about that to what extent are these people just spontaneously deciding to go do this or that or burn this or attack the federal courthouse or whatever or to what extent are they being guided and led
0: mm-hmm. it, to a great extent? Yeah. But it's 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 opportunistic in the sense that there are people in politics who want to channel that rage towards something they can win with. And I think the Democrats tried using that. I think that they saw the, the anger. Uh, so this is this is why it is what it is. Well, right. <laughs> so this, this is why uh, we had all this crazy rioting and anti-war stuff during during Bush. And then as soon as Obama won, they were gone mm-hmm. because it was it was being manipulated and weaponized. But the but but now the internet is guiding it. Mm. Now now there's people online saying go do this and they just do. So now it's just randomly popping up and it's out of control. It's like it's like a flame that can't be put out.
1: Do your thing, Twitter.
2: <laughs> yeah. Seriously. It's it's
0: and this is one of the things I explained to my friend that you know she asked me how do we stop all the crazy cancel culture stuff and I said like the simple answer really is Donald Trump and the Republicans for one reason. Social media companies and media have no problem banning conservatives who get out of line but they're allowing the left to get a line. We need to set the boundaries for the left because these companies won't do it. So if we allow them, if we tell Antifa, you burning down these buildings and killing people worked for you, it'll get worse. If we collectively reject all of that and say no, and they realize their temper tantrum doesn't work, we have to be the ones setting the boundary
3: because the companies, the, the big tech firms aren't going to do it. They're going to allow them to organize and invite inside violence. Also, i if- I would think along the lines of people thinking emotionally and not logically, uh, rather than looking at it like stopping cancel culture, because you're just saying stop cancel culture and you're putting it out there. (laughs) Say what you want it to be. Oh, yeah. Allow people to speak freely.
2: Yeah. Freedom of speech.
1: What I've been telling people is look for love, find love. Hmm. Look for hate, find hate. It's your choice. And I'm in the look for love camp. And that's the message I keep trying to spread. Look for love, because if you look at almost every situation, you can find that. Mm -hmm. And it's just when you're constantly focused on finding the hate, when you're constantly focused on trying to find one little word that Donald Trump did or didn't say in his debate, you're going to find it. That's Mm -hmm. These people on the left, they right now, their whole radar system is like, got to find hate, got to find oppression, got to find negativity. And what does that do to you on the inside?
0: it rots you it rots you yeah. and maybe it comes from the inside and you're rotten already i don't know but it's a, it's a That's, cycle is this is why i was saying like uh last week jokingly that you know in 30 years you could make a funny little like uh short film where someone finds the old ruins of the new york times building and it's like decrepit looking and like windows are busted out and they go inside with their flashlight and they're all scared and then they see a journalist and they're they're wearing a suit. It's all ripped up and tattered. And their hair is like half fallen away. out. And they've got like missing teeth. And they're like Donald Trump. Ah! And they like <laughs> like zombies and like they latch on. And they're like say something offensive. Ah! And then you do and they start writing about it frantically, like desperate to just find that rage and complain about something. And that's that's
1: the future I envision for these people. It's well, upsetting. unless they collapse. And yeah. it's how, how are we going to eradicate that?
0: that, should, the, that that's
1: that's going to happen. It's going to keep going. Yeah,
0: know. <laughs> the like zombified journalists looking for you know just to write about anything when you're describing
1: this scene in my mind i'm seeing the animation from early scooby-doo cartoons (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean like that zombie guy in a suit with his tattered suit and the glasses yeah (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah.
3: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, donald trump is bad (laughs) it's kind of like how would you eradicate a barren field you would you would plant trees, or yeah, yeah,
2: replace it with something else.
3: I don't know that Antifa. This is necessarily a barren field. It could be a raging fire that you have to put out before you plant the trees. But eventually, well, you're gonna have to. No, this is an excellent point.
1: New. This is an excellent point. It's time to build. We need builders. Mm-hmm. This ties in with masculine energy. We need to build things. Build good things. Build and, an ark. Maybe Bring on the flood. Maybe, so, yes. maybe, I mean, you guys <laughs> are definitely, <laughs> you guys are definitely building the arc here. I saw it with the green beans yeah, and that, the apple true. cider vinegar, yeah. Yeah. the, 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 the beans that last for thirty
0: years. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. We're, but but I'm not the only one talking about that's this. That's Ian, by the way. I didn't buy those. I'm going to town.
1: <laughs> that. I saw. It. There's like ninety four cases of green beans. It's I'm true. Just getting started. That's
0: not
4: that many. <laughs> well, at least <laughs> we're
1: building at least.
2: a boat out of green beans. At least,
1: but though There's people in the tech world, and there's people in other industries that are identifying clearly that this is the time to build and it's these people that are the ones who are focused on hate all the time they never build anything Mm. right they don't
4: build
0: they tear down
1: and if you are a builder you don't have time for hate because you're too busy building your thing correct so we need builders and who what kind of energy builds
2: things Mm. i don't know well feminine
0: how about we go to super chats Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Let's get some You want You want to shout ones. out your social media before we get yes, started?
1: Yes, yes. Jack Murphy Live on Twitter, jackmurphylive.com. And if you like what I'm talking about, masculinity, masculine energy, I have an all-men's network, a national network with hundreds of men. And we share three common values, masculinity, sovereignty, and brotherhood. And we work together every day, all day, honoring those values, doing programming, doing events, doing activities, and building things, building things together as our response to all this chaotic energy in the world today liminal order liminal hyphen get the book democrats are deplorable on amazon jack murphy live thank you tim
0: no no right on i'm not too. trying to rush right or anything <laughs> yeah you can follow me on twitter instagram parlor at Timcast. make sure you subscribe because we do the show monday friday live 8 p.m
3: and uh, you can also follow at ian crossland yeah, on all on those twitter a lot of that stuff instagram
0: yeah <laughs> and of course switch. at at sour l y d s and uh, we're going to read your Super Chats. Yes. So don't forget to smash the like button if you have not. It must be smashed. There's many people watching, and we should have more likes because Come on, otherwise guys. you're just saying you hate us. And Aww. Well, I guess it's true. That's sad. Tim I'm needs kidding, love. I'm Tim needs some yeah, we love. need love. Yeah, yeah. Show Jack said find the love. Find guys. the love. Find love. It's you can find right there it.
1: on the like button. Also, subscribe to Jack Murphy Live on YouTube. Also, that's love. That's
0: love, that's well. love for sure. Well, give, give Jack love, too. That's right. All right, let's read some of these. Z- uh, Zachariah says, did anyone else see the pics of the earpiece Biden was using? Did you see anything like that? I saw something that tried to say this mm-hmm. was that, he had, whatever. He had a I pen mean, in his
1: sleeve. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, wouldn't they all go up there with mics just in case they can't hear yeah, Donald sec- Trump and they can hear the producers or whatever? I mean, isn't that standard? You know,
0: you know what's really funny about this thing? where So people are claiming that Joe Biden was wearing a wire because he like fiddles with his you know lapel and then you see a black line squiggle down his shirt. The funny thing is, I have no idea what it was. Yet Facebook has determined it was the crease of his shirt. How? I have no idea because I don't know what it was either. So I'm like, how can you false? How can you claim you know falsify this claim when you're just speculating the same? Well, I think it was just a crease in his shirt. How do you know? Were you there? No. Well, then get your fact check off Facebook, dude. Yeah. It's seriously. the stupidest thing ever. Those
1: guys, the social media, Twitter, all of them trying to be the arbiters of fact. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Is a bad
0: road. Oh yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah you see Justin O'Toole says, "Did the couple not decline to pursue charges? Hence, why trespassing charges were dropped." I think this will help them in fighting their own charges. That's a, that's a reference to the McCloskeys, I believe. I believe so. The, so they're I not charging they dropped, the people yeah. who trespassed. Yeah. Crayson says, "As a redcoat, American politics is my favorite reality TV show." Oh, However, me too. <laughs> Trump, win or lose, your country will need to address and resolve the fact that one of your political parties is openly corrupt and outright evil. Yep. Yeah. At least one. At least one. Both. That's the whole point. Yeah. They're all corrupt. They're
1: all in bed with the corporations and the military. None of them have their best interests at heart. That's why we elected Donald Trump to go after the mm-hmm. Uniparty.
0: Yep. Dupity says, I think you should have Chris Reagan <laughs> uh, or his co-host Colin Moriarty on the show. I know your relationship has been tense, but he's a true liberal. The co-host of the podcast is a conservative, and Chris has been labeled a conservative because of association by mainstream press. I think he would make for some interesting dialogue on both of your perspectives on Trump. So Chris said something on Twitter like that politics is very personality driven. And so he thinks Trump could, you know, uh, I'll try to keep family friendly, do something very disgusting to an animal on, and then air it on a children's TV program. And his supporters would find the backward, the backwoods version of yes queen to yell. And my response was Donald Trump could overpay his taxes by millions and they would find a way to claim he, he paid no taxes and then he responded with record time. I'm, I'm assuming he was trying to imply that I was the person just blindly and zealously defending Trump when my actual point, which I responded, was the people who claim only Trump people are like this and ignore the fact that they literally do the exact same thing are blind to what's really going on. That Getting was my point. point. Yeah. and. Of Course, none of them want to acknowledge it because they're the exact same. Yeah, they're pointing the finger at the mirror and going, Yeah, you're a fascist, and it's like, Mm, It's you, dude. It's that Spider Man meme, right? Exactly. Yeah, Spider Man (laughs) cult says, Why are Dems so freaking evil? And why won't YouTube let me put the full name of Dems in this chat? Oh, that's weird. That is weird. Why are they so evil?
3: Hmm. Uh, Dems, (laughs) demons, Democrats. collectives it's, it's that yeah. it's that it's that collective it's mindset that group think that's dangerous yeah. you know Farbson, not the individuals yeah. are usually pretty cool if you get them in a room one-on-one
2: yeah i agree
0: all right we got one for, here Maybe from in the old days Bahaika. Yeah. if the world needs to get on the progressive path trump needs to win well i hope americans understand and choose him with a landslide showing the world an affirmative narrative of progressiveness trump for usa i'm not sure i follow completely
2: he's talking about like really being progressive
0: oh i see yeah. V City says, "Did you see the article from the Enquirer out of Philly that memory sticks uh, and a com- uh, that memory sticks and a computer uh, used to program voting machines were stolen from an elections warehouse?" They said the laptop had been remotely disabled, but didn't mention the memory sticks. Is
2: that what Trump what? was talking about? Bad things happen in Philadelphia? Oh, maybe so. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Double check it.
0: The gang does the election. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> right, seriously, like literally, it. it's the mafia.
0: Leor <laughs> says, I haven't lived in California for 10 years, and my parents got mail-in ballot for me today, but please mm-hmm. tell me how this won't be a rigged election. Yep. It's going to be rigged. It is rigged. Oh, yeah. uh, political Paudet says Tucker is being critical of Trump at the moment. <gasps> well, because Tucker is a man of principle. Yeah, uh, He really is leonidas says i got a poll call tonight when they asked who i would vote for i said i'll take the bully
4: <laughs> yeah now they're gonna
0: write that must mean biden yeah bully <laughs> bully starts the a, a b yeah biden mm-hmm. jonathan says hey tim cast irl crew mostly sour patch lids oh hello i was polled today for the first time ever it was definitely skewed mm-hmm. towards a dem candidate here in ga with very specific questions about him have any of you ever been polled love the show trump 2020 now I've done know.
2: some of that phone polling. I did some of the phone polling. We called people and we read them weighted questions about different candidates. And I remember reading through and I was like, this is how it works. I see oh, how yeah, the polling dude. works now. They'll it be all like, makes sense.
0: Donald Trump recently threw a bag of puppies, hypothetically, <laughs> into a burning building. Do you right. support this? So, OK, so you don't support Trump. OK, got it. You know, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll ask you very specific questions. Donald Trump recently did this. And I'll tell you something really, really bad. Do you support him? Wow. Well, well so it, yeah. you
4: were talking about
1: sales techniques before. Yeah, that, that's mm-hmm. one priming, yeah. right?
4: Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah who yeah. writes yeah. the polls? That's a big deal. That makes well, the so the world. So CNN, but many of these mm-hmm. polls they show you the questions. That's yeah. the point. Yeah. You can look at what the question was, and most of the polls that are tracking Trump are on the level. They'll say something like, "Out of the out of the prominent candidates today, who would you choose?" And then people get like, you know, five. Or 10 are there choices. polls
3: that are like, fifty-seven percent of the polls say that. This is happening, but 43% say... So it's like a poll about polls. Have they gone that meta yet? Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure Maybe. sure they have, yeah. I guess that wouldn't be a poll. That would so, just be a statistic. Yeah. A poll about polling. Pulling we pulled pollsters. Pollers,
2: yeah.
0: Jason Siegel says, Glad to support your work, Tim. Thanks for everything you do. Appreciate Ooh. it. Akapot says, Obama's depravity is criminally underrated. The pass he gets on everything is sick. Critical race theory politics came to mainstream turbocharged by him in 14 with Ferguson. Mm. Conservatives were ridiculed for their alarm as it crept in. Yep.
1: Wait, wait. It's not just Obama. It's Biden. Let's never forget. Joe Biden is the king of rape culture. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah. Creepy. He was the one who decided, no, he is the one who got baited by the fake one in four rape stats. And then it was Biden that pushed the title nine reform that changed the face of all the universities, put men on the defensive, gave the rights to the accuser and gave weight to this bull crap notion that a quarter of every girl that goes to college gets raped. That's Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden did that. And the first thing he's going to do if he gets elected is roll back all of the reforms and go back to rape culture and go
3: back to persecuting oh him. and he allegedly raped that girl that worked for him <laughs> Tara mm-hmm. Reid pushed her up correct? against the wall yep, yep, and just yep, yep, yep.
4: while she was working for him Family that's friendly. as deep yeah. as I'm gonna go yeah.
3: but that's right. this is the guy <laughs> oh gosh yeah I mean she was like I don't know if she's and her lying. mom her mom
0: called in yeah, called CNN kid. and yeah. said my daughter this happened and
2: yep that was memory that. hold gone yep not oh. Joe forever. Biden no. media
0: loves him
2: Democrats do no wrong
0: we got one for you. Eduardo says, Jack Murphy is on the money when it Ooh. comes to South America. They live under the Sistema da Castas colonial, where whites or people close to white are at the top and blacks and dark mm. skinned mixed are at the bottom. Indeed.
1: They're called peninsulares. So are, have you you've, you've been to Brazil? You've- I have not been to Brazil. I've been to Ecuador. I've been to Mexico. I've been to Argentina. I have been to Peru. I've been on the Caribbean, Puerto Rico, etc.
0: So I, I've been to uh, Brazil several times. And I actually have a couple friends down there, people I know, uh, some, some are Brazilian. And this one guy told me that racism is really funny in Brazil because it's very different to how it works in America. He said that basically everybody is trying to have their kids be whiter and whiter and they, they view it as a privilege and it's a good thing. And so often you'll get a circumstance where two people who are not particularly white will accuse each other of not being white while they brag that they are. And he was like, it's really funny. You'll see like, you like, like two guys who are like, not, not like, you know, black or anything, but they're very dark skin pointing at each other, screaming about how they're not really white. And it's a really weird kind of racism that exists in Brazil
1: <laughs> yeah Brazil is slightly different than the rest of Latin America because they have a big afro community from mm-hmm. slave trade and stuff and so there was a lot of miscegenation and intermarriage and interracial relationships there Brazil is its own particular case but he's spot-on with they're called peninsulares why because they're from the Iberian Peninsula Spain and Portugal and these are the people at the top of the caste system and these are the people that send their kids to Georgetown University and whatever in the United States and so to think that they Are just going to put themselves in some group of disaffected people of color category when for centuries they've been fighting to say that they're white Hmm. is just counter and you know, it's just facts wrong.
2: Interesting.
0: Eric A says, Ibram X. Kendi got paid $240,000 by Fairfax County, Virginia for speeches and K through 12 history books. Critical race theory thrives in the shadows from a lack of understanding. Once people understand exactly what it is, the ideology uh, will wither and fade.
1: Part of the problem with critical race theory is there is no core. So if you keep asking questions and digging and digging, there is nothing to get Mm -hmm. down to to really attack. But I'm telling you, there are people, I, my inbox is filled with people from different jurisdictions around the country appalled at what is happening in their schools when, with critical race theory. Parents or anybody who's out there, look out for these things called courageous conversations. Ah, uh, yeah. They just say, oh, we're just going to have a conversation with the students. We're just going to use this courageous conversations map. But in the map, it says you have to examine your whiteness, be uncomfortable, work towards being anti-racist. And of course, the ultimate anti-racist does what? yields positions of power to people Mm -hmm. of color watch out courageous conversations parents please and if you have anybody who has got any concerns or you see it in your school please contact me i'm in communication with other journalists and other people that are working on this issue especially christopher rufo he was just on my podcast recently he's doing he's the one that that got this to trump called trump out trump acknowledged him Called him, sending him the pen that they signed the executive order with. Wow. Like so cool. yeah, like a big deal. And so we're fighting and we're we're, you know, trying to do something about it. Check out my podcast with Christopher Rufo.
0: Super cool. What's your what's your Jack Murphy podcast? Jack Murphy yeah. Live. See, uh, Solwyn says, I'm a history major, did my senior project on fascism. There is no academic definition of fascism, so it's hard to talk about. But it's characterized by centrality of state. The state is the only solution to societal problems. Hmm, Interesting. Power. Nathan Rollins says, look into Carlin Borsenko and Unsafe Space on YouTube. These are former leftists with a lot of knowledge on how this critical race theory garbage has infiltrated our schools and how long it has been around. She yeah, and I Jerry have Smith. worked,
1: she and I have actually worked with some of the same people in education. I was in education for many years. Back on that fascism one, uh, Joan Goldberg, he's kind of garbage now, mm-hmm. but like liberal fascism is a fantastic book if you want to actually really read about it very cool.
3: Right. Unsafe yeah. space was actually on yeah, Timcast IRL, yeah? yeah. Yeah. She was here Carrie the, uh, Smith, there's Carrie an episode Smith. of uh, IRL with Carrie.
2: Yeah, she's so cool, cool.
0: Royal Raptor says, "Man, I just wanted to play video games and feminists invaded <sighs> the space and have corrupted the industry. Gamer now Gates. I am here yeah. at Timcast IRL and heavily involved in politics." Ooh. That's right. They Game wanted that dude. though. Yeah. They want people to get political. Mm-hmm. They want they, because they want to create enemies. Then they can say, "Look at the evil men are attacking us." Without So so one of the things the feminists love doing on Twitter So I, I, I. this is funny, going back to like Occupy, I was friends with a lot of these feminists. Whenever they would get a troll, they would retweet them. And I would be like, why are, this person is insulting you, why would you retweet it? Because I'm not going to back down. I'm like, no, you're making it worse. They're like, well, I'm not going to stay silent. And I'm like, no, you're making it worse on purpose, so you can claim that you're a victim being attacked by evil men to justify Mm -hmm. your political position. Yep. And that's exactly what they were doing.
1: Gamergate. Monumental. Monument. that was
0: like the big the first big war battle in the war yep social media dan fitzpatrick says tim your impression of the crying kid reminds me exactly (laughs) of louis ck louis ck's joke about the kid he calls gizanthropus and his weak mother apologizing
2: Oh my goodness! Tim's
0: impressions have been on fire tonight. Yes, I've been
2: enjoying this. Yeah. Which
0: well, the mom, all of them, yeah, all of them, dude. You've you've
1: like busted out at like ten different voices. On fire
2: tonight, yeah. <laughs> you really, I love you it. really
1: have. Like who? What? what? Oh, I
0: know. I know that I did the mom thing. You did yeah. the
1: moms. You did like the that's the actually Putin, from Putin. Uh, you did uh, she. Putin's. You did I Biden. You what Putin. I don't know. You've done Putin Trump. Sounds like. I I did Trump. Yeah. You did them imagining they're at like some national, you know, big global national security, you know, and negotiation. Yeah, you you really. I didn't know if this is a new thing, dude. Like you got no, no, you got. Character, you got characters.
0: The 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 mom thing actually is is I'm, I'm imitating I'm imitating Brandon DeCamillo from CKY. Yeah. When he liked this prank where he drive he drove up to a, a fast food restaurant, and he was like the kids are screaming in my ears. And that's like that's the, the voice I'm doing. I'm I'm <laughs> off. Feels yeah. great. Feels great right here. <laughs> yeah, right. Yep.
1: <laughs> high pitch,
0: whiny. Really high
2: pitch. We got the trouble
0: down over here. Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna work on Yeah,
1: that
0: yeah. Here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we're, maybe maybe I'll trouble. do some uh, you know freedom tunes. Yeah, Freedom should, Tunes. Yeah. yeah, Freedom Tunes. Have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah, we, oh, yeah. we had him on a couple times. Oh, and sweet. We were talking about potential voices we can do. I don't, I don't want to give away some of the jokes, but there was like a really, really funny joke we had. Where, like, we were like, we, Seamus and I were talking and then we made a Lord of the Rings joke that would work yeah. really, really well for modern politics. And I don't want to give it away because he might end up doing it, up. it and it's going to be amazing. Nice. But it requires doing some pretty good voices. <laughs> yeah. Akapot says, true believer, woke people say they want to end oppression, but uh, what they want more... Then, uh, then that is revenge. Human hearts are pretty sick. Trusting our hearts can be bad. Noble intentions aren't always noble. Look
3: at its fruit.
2: Yep, that's what Christianity says.
3: We were saying earlier that you were like you're ven- you 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 suffer vengeance as well.
2: Yeah, it makes. Well, we were talking about the death penalty, and yeah. I was like, I'm a little bit vindictive, and I think there are things that you can do that definitely deserve a closing
0: of the book.
3: I, but I to, there's <laughs> too much room
2: for error. There's too much human. Room I
3: think for I need error, to so. calm my vengeance.
0: Yeah, you know, you know, you know. I, I we, we we're having this conversation, and I was like, I think one of the problems is actually the inefficiency. You know, when it comes to the when it comes to death row, yes, how much? How, Ten years, taxpayer dollars. What if we just empowered the police to be the judge at the same time? Hmm. Then they witness it,
2: Go and on. then you
0: know they can choose to make that call for the death penalty on the spot. That's and right. maybe we'll give them red helmets <laughs> and uh, jetpacks, jetpacks, oh, and you know special cars. weapons, flying cars, and <laughs> are, are, do you know Judge Dredd? Uh, I do not know Judge Dredd. Well, God, no you am so <laughs> sorry. That was like the general concept. Is They were Sylvester like... Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, yeah. Are we going
1: to be talking about magic next?
0: Okay. No, <laughs> no Judge know. Dredd, dude. This Your is like judge? sci-fi like, yeah. futuristic dystopia. It was basically like... It's, it's actually an interesting thought. Think about it. A cop arrests somebody, makes a claim to a judge, and then the judge makes a determination or a jury. But wouldn't it be easier if the judge was the witness? Hmm. I guess the problem is you want to separate the process so the cop has to yeah. prove it, right? And that was, (laughs) right, of course, of course. I'm, I'm, that, that was the point of Judge Dredd, I suppose. They were like, it's easier because there was so much crime Uh, to just give the judges guns and training and have them go out and execute uh, people of of their, at their own discretion. Something, something like that. I don't know, you know. Then Carl Urban did the, did the new version. That was really cool. I didn't see it. Yeah, it was good. That was nice. I, I don't think it was like a great movie or anything. But... I don't
1: think they're going to remake that one with a strong feminine lead.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, gosh. I don't think so. <laughs> Too <bad>. <laughs> Just <laughs> like killing people. BOM is going to be a Did you see Mad Max, Max, Thunder, Was it Thunder Road? Thunder Road? Yes, is that the new one? that was mm-hmm. tremendous. Great female lead. That was pretty good, yeah. Epic true. superhero yeah. female lead character.
2: It can be Wonder,
3: done. Wonder Woman is probably the best. Yes. Best. Dude, she was my favorite
0: as a kid. No, no, but the have you, seen, have you seen the movie Wonder Woman? No. I have not. You should see it because it's really well done in terms of so so Wonder Woman. Believes, oh wait
1: wait wait with the backstory and that the island with all the yeah, women. Yeah, there. Oh yeah, I did yes. see that. That was, was very good actually, it, yeah. it,
0: and it was interesting because Mother uh, Wonder Woman was being very motherly, wanting to protect everybody from the chaos and the war, thinking she could just. She was idealist, yes. and then Chris Pine's character was a realist. The war is an inevitability; it's going to happen. Sometimes people are bad. I thought it was fantastic. It was, it was really well done. She was strong. She was physically strong. She was a fighter. Hot. But it was uh, Gal Gadot, She's man. yeah. She yeah. is a, a very attractive woman.
2: Cringy in real life, apparently.
0: Oh, man. That's the, so is that a mad video? Don't ruin it. Sorry. Don't ruin it. Here we go. So John the Great says, The debate of Paul Ryan and Joe Biden in 2012 was equally disruptive. Ryan was composed. Biden rolled eyes, scoffed, spoke loudly under his breath, interrupted out of time. And angered Ryan for being so disruptive. Trump beat him at his own game. Interesting. Smackdown. Well, I don't remember that for the most part. It's been a long time. The Wiry says, hello from MA. Tim, I was wondering if I could shout out a charity. Share Tanzania ran by John St. Julian. It's a charity that takes care of disabled and able-bodied homeless African children. Hmm. You should have the guy who runs it on the show. Very cool. Well, shout out. Yeah. Let's see. Moto A says, Tim for President 2024. Uh, US make America us make America great again hmm. if anyone ever came to me and like I received papers where I said I had to serve like in some kind of public office I'd be like just give me a minute let me get my coat and then I would jump out the window and I'd run as for, fast as possible yeah. <laughs> to be gone people ask
1: me all the time you know when are you going to run for school board when are you going to run for governor when are you going to run for president people ask me that all the time well uh, I, I, I it's an honor to be considered <laughs> but uh, no thank you yeah. like no thank you and that's something we need to think about right like what it takes to become president is is unhealthy yeah yeah i think definitely. like it selects for unhealthy people yep. i mean trump was perfect for it
4: yeah
0: but all, think, all but, of the things you need to do to win
1: he loves it george washington didn't campaign to be president right. he quit hell even yeah. even jefferson davis the president of the confederacy he didn't even run they just named him and one day he was like, <laughs> like
4: crap yeah.
3: I'm the president. Of the <laughs> I don't like the position. It's too much power for one guy. Yeah, I, I disagree. Mean, it wasn't supposed to be like that. Yeah, it was not meant you to. You disagree? Yeah. I think the problem we have
0: now is that it's grown too powerful. Mm-hmm. But I like the idea of how the U.S. government was set up. It's brilliant. Three different branches. You've got the direct representation of the people. You've got the Council of Elders. And you've got the executive. So you don't have just one you know, oppressive system.
3: <laughs> you've got three but you've you got a board of executives but, but with, you can't with like but a, you, maybe a president but then you get board. crushed in war well then the president of the board could take control if there's a war but that's literally what we have no we, we have one guy dictating no everything. no 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 no, no. When, be, you, when you when
0: you have a committee and then you enact you know dictate like emperor powers to the one person they never give the powers up and it creates a a, a, a constitutional crisis in terms of what your government's supposed to be we have clearly defined branches they have rules the founding fathers were very very clever I think maybe they, they couldn't have foreseen rapid information technology. No. It yeah. doesn't it doesn't necessarily change what our rights are, but it does change how everything functions and it's it's becoming very chaotic. Because one one issue is that we don't have free speech, but our our, our our public discourse is owned now on platforms by essentially oligarchs.
3: They can determine who's allowed to speak and who isn't, thus politics is totally dominated. That is freaking crazy. I i am I censor myself on this show. Like I, I'm you have fully to. Every day, yeah. I mean, yeah, I can't. Man. Don't swear. I don't talk about like the deep. Well, you can swear. Business of That's the globe. You can, you can, but it'll, <laughs>
1: dude, I've been swallowing every single. No, 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 no. rank the video though,
3: because oh, exactly, exactly. This company oh, yeah. owns the platform. Yeah, okay, good. But, it but, was worth but, but to be to be fair, yes, to be
0: fair, was. traditionally people didn't swear because i tried to keep things professional yeah but i never tell people they can't swear i always say just keep in mind youtube will smack the video into the gutter and no one will ever see it yeah, yeah. so that's a problem
1: do you want to know the the technology that i think has the is the most democratic and the freest is rss yeah rss that's how i put my podcast out that's how almost everybody's podcasts go out and there's no one censoring it yeah RSS, you just to subscribe to your RSS stream and boom. You this got
0: is it. this is what Twitter needs to be. So uh, are you familiar with the Fediverse? The Fediverse? Yeah. Like the cheese? No. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> what is that? Is, <laughs> that, that, is that a thing? Oh will be Fed, now. <laughs> the federated universe. Oh uh uh-uh. So minds yeah. is federating, right? Yeah. Minds.com. Did they do it yet? I'm on my I'm on Minds now, think Imagine this. Imagine this. Imagine if instead of signing up for Twitter, you created your own server. And then linked it to the, the, the Fediverse. Like, basically, uh, yeah. you're, instead instead of at Jack Murphy, it would be at, it, w- it would be, your, your handle would be jack at jackmurphy.com. Right. And so when people load up their browser, they would just say, they would type in search jack at jackmurphy.com, follow. And then it, it's basically inverted email. Yeah. Instead of, you know, you sending it to one person, you post it, it goes to, it gets sent to everyone immediately. Yeah. So that's what, uh, basically what would happen is if people, you, you wouldn't have to make your own. There could be companies that would make a federated platform where you can just sign up. That's really easy. I think
1: Twitch is something like
0: this. Mastodon was one of the big ones, but yeah. they're super SJW. So they panicked when Gab federated and they're like, yeah, and they tried blocking it and all that stuff. You, you're, you're unbannable. If you have your own website and you say, follow me, my handle is, you know, jack at jackmurphy.com.
1: Jack Murphy live.
0: Jack Murphy live. <laughs> then nobody could ban you. Yeah. Because you own the server. And you're—they're basically just subscribing to what you're posting to your server to appear in their feed. Similar to what RSS is. Exactly. Today. But we're exactly. going to
3: need to decentralize the uh, what are they—the hosts like GoDaddy? What are those things? Oh, called? definitely. Yeah. What are those? D- uh, uh, D- DNS servers. No, 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 not DNS. It's uh, um, okay. uh, yeah, um, your web, your host, basically. Yeah, your like, web host. Your web host, because those are still centralized. Registrar. registrar there's yeah. like nine of them or something right now, or some, and, some small number. And of they them.
0: can ban you. Yeah. And they've done it. And Google has even seized domains yeah, of, you know, uh, up. of what was it? Daily Stormer, I think it was mm-hmm. because they were like, you know, uber trolls and like Dude, white national story.
1: Google, I,
0: I am on Google's blacklist. Yeah, so me too. a few
1: months ago, I was doing a name search on myself just to check, see what's out there. And uh, m- my own website, jackmurphylive.com did not appear in the Jack Murphy live results. Didn't appear nowhere. Wow. And so I got my tech guy on it and he starts looking at it, and as we're looking at it, he does another search, it all comes back, okay? And it was the same day that the Federalist and Breitbart and all these other companies were like, where are our search wow. results? And at the Dude. same time, we all discovered that our stuff had
0: been, see I said stuff there, had been taken off, and then they just flipped a switch, and then it was back. My two channels, Tim Cass and Timcast News, cannot be they cannot be found on Google. You can't Google search them. Isn't that funny? And it's This YouTube. channel can. Yeah, YouTube. So here's what's really funny. I can take one of, I, I post a video every day at 4 p.m. YouTube.com slash Timcast. You take the title of the video and paste it. And guess what comes up? Facebook. Cause I, cause I post on Facebook oh, on Google is more, it won't show you my channels. They're completely removed. Timcast IRL, however, because I made it re, uh, it's, it's actually made this year, not blacklisted.
1: You want to hear something funny? Do you remember growing up? I don't know if you're young enough for this, but Microsoft and PC dominated everything, right? Yeah. And to have Macintosh. Apple was like to be the outsider all right now guess what I like to use Bing Bing gives me the best results and it seems to be unbiased and now how is it that Microsoft is actually giving me the We're like free data and liberty that I want it's a, a weird sort of it's an inversion it is an it's inversion. all
3: inverted I was using DuckDuckGo. Yeah. You ever use that one? Yeah, that works. That too. That's good pretty good. I hear it's, yeah. it's free and they don't track you. Yeah, as far as I know. Less, I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> Someone's probably tracking you. i using, you using it's a VPN or something. Brave, too. Well, there's the there's the browser and then there's the search engine in the browser. Yeah. So I yeah. use Brave Browser and then DuckDuckGo Duck is a good search <laughs> engine. Oh, here we go. Doobie McNasty says, This is one of the best,
0: best conversations yes. I've ever had the privilege to listen to. Thanks, y'all. Cool. Thank you, yeah. Doobie. Amazing. Appreciate it. Stay
2: tuned, man. Let's see.
0: Roger, that trucker says, It's all uh, to stop anyone outside of politics. If you interfere with us, we will make your life hell.
2: Mm. Indeed.
0: Oogie Boogie says. Love it. The female Judge Dredd was Captain Marvel in the Civil War II comics. Straight minority reporting people in it. (laughs) This is a reason people hate Carol Danvers. That comic series is ground zero. Interesting. Booker DeWitt. Says, I miss your conversations with Lydia. She is very level, uh, level and smart. Oh,
2: thanks, Booker. More catch
0: Lydia. Oh, yeah. Do you guys know that reference? No.
2: Booker. Catch Mm-mm.
0: the person who who commented knows that reference. <laughs> Brian, it's a uh, 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 Bioshock Infinity. Oh, I was uh-huh. going to say yeah. super
1: chat, and you get an inside joke with Tim. Oh, Absolutely.
2: <laughs>
0: Ryan O'Connor says, Tim, running away from the uh, from a public role for St. Ambrose, the teacher of St. Augustine, he ran uh, he ran, was barricaded and barricaded itself in his buddy's house and was still made bishop. <laughs> Could you imagine? Wow. You're president. Get over here. No, I don't want to be president. <laughs> Do you know what demarchy is? It's like jury duty, but for politics. Oh, okay. Like you one day you'll get like a letter in the mail and it'll be like, oh, I got Congress duty. That's
3: what I would feel like.
0: Oh. Uh, and you gotta go yeah. in and go to Congress and you're like, what's the bill? There's pros and there's cons to it. The idea is that very short terms and uh, bills voted on by randomly selected individuals, they would be scared to go against the the you know the will of the people. In that they're not going to cut deals for themselves because they don't. They're not there for that long. There's no benefits. So if they're like, we're going to make it so that, you know, this corporation gets a, a direct benefit that, you know, hurts people and doesn't dump waste. They're going to be like, I'm not doing that. The negative is it just becomes tyranny of the majority because everyone's scared about what the mob will do to them if they go against the mob. You know, so interesting concepts. Don't know if it would work. All right. Let's see. Andy S says, if Biden thinks Antifa is only idea, an idea, does that mean he blames Black Lives Matter for the rioting and the violence? Mm. If Antifa is fake, then only Black Lives supporters, Ooh, supporters are up. That's interesting. You know,
1: they think it's the right wing Nazi white supremacist. By the way, white supremacy, just an idea. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's It's not an organization. It's true. In (laughs) in fact, (laughs) it's actually an accurate, like an accurate statement.
2: Technically correct. Yeah.
1: White supremacy is an idea. It is not an organization. Ergo, there's nothing you can do
0: about it. I mean, yeah. Biden said so. Yep. And that's why when they're like, Antifa doesn't exist, it's like, right, but it's a, it's an authoritarian sect, you know, cell s- based group of people. I have a
1: handbook that says Antifa handbook. Yes. I was doxxed by a woman who called herself the leader of the DC Antifa cell, flying a flag that says Antifa on it. And then I see in DC Black Lives Matter battling with Antifa on a street painted with Black Lives Matter with a Black Lives Matter banner are hanging from the buildings as they bang war
0: drums and go to war and you're gonna tell me it's not real there's a handbook dude and so the craziest thing about that is when i talk to my friends in the suburbs and they're like the riots are freaking me out and joe biden says it's not real i i can't imagine how many like hmm. you know millennial middle-aged people saw that and went oh, what are you kidding me
2: it's right because they went to the
0: suburbs man the riots did and I remember when they were like, the Antifa's not coming to the suburbs. Trump is lying. And then they did.
1: What do you think about this? Uh, in 2015, 2016, there was the, uh, what do you call them? Silent Trump voter, right? Yeah. Like, like the secret the Trump voter. Secret Trump voter. Do you think the circumstances in 2020 would lead there to be more or, or greater or fewer secret Trump voters? Greater. Greater. Yeah. Boom. So who cares if the polls say what they are at three true. points? It's, it's
0: true. But I'll tell you what, man, uh, don't get complacent. Yeah. You, it, I'm they, working they're, every day. 10. They, are, they, they, they are dumping dump trucks full of caltrops before you and the polling station. And you better be prepared to walk through covered in, you know, with your bloody feet if you really want to make sure this happens. Because they're cheating, bro. I'm
1: just mailing in my six ballots to four different jurisdictions. Uh, don't <laughs> even <laughs> joke <laughs> about
0: it. will come. Sorry. I'm but that's th- that's that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Awesome. We've already saw what with Project Veritas and the Ilhan Omar stuff and all that. The dude bragging about collecting ballots and they're blank and then paying people and all that stuff.
3: Would you suggest people vote in person? I don't know. Why not?
0: Yeah, of course. I'm just saying I don't I'm I don't know what's going to work. Oh,
1: I I think 100% Trump voters get out go to the polls forget the mail-in absentee crap go down pull the trigger in or sorry pull the lever in the <laughs> in the voting booth <laughs> and make sure it counts and make sure it's there and make sure your chat is hanging the right way and make sure you get everything all lined up and make sure it's all done and proper and you get yeah. it done go to the polls yep. do not send them in Personal go to the polls
2: do it
0: they're gonna find magic ballots oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we're gonna find them all
2: excited Dude, it's it's gonna
0: gonna take take they're telling us it's gonna happen Trump's going to landslide on election night and then a week later Biden wins. No, it will be months.
1: Okay, so let's let's lo- yeah. let's lo- really talk about that. What is the margin of error on election night small enough if Trump wins? Small enough that will lead to an
0: ongoing litigation battle. 80 million. 80 million to 60- 80 million mail-in ballots are expected, which means unless Trump wins with a greater gap than that or at least half of that
3: 40 million But a difference. lot of them got mailed out yeah. three weeks ago.
0: The the, the the issue is there's no reasonable number. There's none. If Trump wins with a 10-point lead, they're going to be like, yeah, but that makes sense because 40 million Democrats have just mailed their ballots in. we got to wait a week. Yep. 60,
1: what? 120-some million people voted last time.
0: What was it? Uh, let's see. It was uh, like
1: 63 to 60 million.
0: 128 or something? Yeah, something yeah. like that.
1: So the, <laughs> the tally this year is going to be like 350 million.
0: on on uh it depends what what needs to happen is if trump wins 65 million votes on election night and joe biden gets 50 there's no way joe biden can win right but the interesting thing is nate silver said that joe biden needs to win on election night by five percent or more otherwise he could still lose or he i'm sorry his polling average needs to be higher than five percent
3: uh i don't know I don't know what we can expect. You know, it's incredible to me that we've spent the last two years talking about this stuff. Like, this is what people are obsessed with in the world today is what's going to happen in two years. And it's going to go on for two more years. And then people are going to be talking about it again for two years yep. straight. It's TV shows are built around it. Bucket mar- markets <laughs> of economy are built around just this one you thing. You said bucket, right? I, I said bucket. I said bucket,
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> We're good. Uh, the bucket. bucket. And it, and that, yes. Something's wrong that this is such this a big so deal. Focused. It just. It, dude, 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 dude. Trump
0: won because people hated Hillary, because people wanted change, because people hated the establishment. And a lot of people like what Trump was doing, and they're desperate. So they're pulling out every stop, dude. They're just screaming and hitting every button and banging and just like everything they got is coming after Trump right now. Every fake story. I love it. I cover this one of my segments. Name a, de- name a voting demographic. Elderly. Oh, Trump insulted them. Uh, mm. Christians. Trump insulted them. Soldiers. Trump insulted yep. them. Latinos. Black voters. All of them. Trump insulted every single one. Women. Trump insulted them. There's a story for every single one. At the Wait, wall. did
1: he insult tall, handsome, white guys that are 44 oh, years old? No. He
3: is not.
0: Well, he's about to. i good. I'm still <laughs> I'm voting just, for Trump. I'm, I'm just right. imagining. <laughs> check this out. I'm imagining like there's like Trump is sitting in a room with a cigar and he goes, so uh, the soldiers... Losers. Christians? Yeah. Suckers. Yeah. 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 Where did that come yeah. from that he Women, called the, the losers? Losers. losers. Yeah. Oh, I. What was the story? He's just sitting there rattling off a list like, they're losers, they're losers. Is he like looking at pictures of voters? Losers, losers. It's ridiculous. It's not happening. Yeah. Trump is not sitting around just complaining about all well, these different I think the, all the,
1: the genesis of the criticism of the military was in him saying, that there's all these generals just waiting to get a payday from the defense contractors, mm-hmm. and that's all they want to do. And then they jumped on him for that. And then the next day, I see like f- I think it was Mike Cernovich tweeted out like 50 screen caps of all these generals who the first thing they did was go to the defense contractors <laughs> and take very fat big contracts yep. and make tons of money. It's an actual true thing. Look, this- look, Trump has been at war with the generals, right? The generals wanted to go to war. The generals want to be in Afghanistan. The generals want to continue bo- dropping bombs. He is, he is in, in, in tandem with the soldiers. He yeah. is, he is with the soldiers and they're together against the generals who want this war for money and for whatever reason. Cause they bomb it's stuff. What they it's know what they how do. to do. Yeah. Right. Right. So there is legitimate criticism to be had of the military leadership in some, in some places. Mm-hmm. And we saw him go through baddest. We saw him go through McMaster and we saw there was uh, one other. Uh, and then even even though he's not military, but uh, um, gosh, I can't remember the, the national security guy, Bolden, that they came in and got rid of all they can't, want. They all want to go to war and he didn't. And that's why they can't even he promote
0: people. Just replace them. Find some like. You know younger excited actual you know well he
1: tried he brought one of the most exciting and and innovative generals into the national security council mike flynn Hmm. that's right and because mike flynn represented such a threat to the military establishment and ongoing perpetual war and he understands fourth generation war and understands the conflict we're in they had to get rid of him he knew too much Mm. flint knew they too did it. much and they're still doing it and you can't
3: yeah. i would advise trump to be careful with like firing or demoting generals because that's when the military would stage a coup yeah you got to mm. have support of the troops you got to no, be careful not he, to he, anger he, he, the oligarchy of the military
0: they're trying to stop him from making those moves but well we are uh, a little bit over but i think we'll uh, you know we're going to wind up so you want to you want to shout out your 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 socials and your show and stuff like that i would
1: love to do that jack murphy live on twitter follow me follow me there jack murphy live on youtube but not all my podcasts and video content there as well subscribe to the podcast uh i've got great guests coming up uh alexander dugan coming up he was an advisor to uh putin wow Wow. i have had recently had on michael anton who was also uh, on national security council and an advisor to trump darren Beatty, same i've had him on as well so those are the kind of guests we've got coming up on jack murphy live uh, jackmurphylive.com is the website. Liminal hyphen order is the group, masculinity, sovereignty, brotherhood. Three core values. If you like that, come check us out.
0: Right on. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Parlor at Timcast. Subscribe to this channel. And you can check out youtube.com slash Timcast and YouTube.com slash Timcast News, my other channels. I just basically post some like a segment every single hour of the day except mm-hmm. for like 5 PM. But uh yeah, subscribe, check them out, and of course you
3: can follow Ian. Hey, and you can also ding this bell. After you subscribe to this channel, hit the notification bell because it will be more. And, to share, and share, and share, this video, <laughs> share, it, and, and share, and retweet it, yeah. and
1: like it, and share. Yeah. The and Tim love. is when Tim says that he puts out a video every hour, every day. He does. Tim's one of the hardest working guys that I know out here. Props to you on the grind, Thanks, man. Tim. I'm just trying not to be bored. That's what
3: you said to me. <laughs> yeah. I can't yes, it inspires me to carry boxes, man. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it I I feel like I'm contributing carry. to the cause. Yeah. Right
0: and you can follow at Sour Patch Lids. Yes, I'm here as well.
3: She's blowing that's
2: up. Funny. You're like
1: in the 40, 50,000s now on Twitter. I'm, I'm watching getting, you.
2: I'm getting close. I'm about to 45K. There on. you so go. I don't know why people that's follow me. That's
0: Sour Patch L-Y-D-S. Correct. Yeah, so we'll be back tomorrow. You know, I used to we used to announce the guests, but then we had like two cancellations, and I'm like, that's so disappointing for people. I can't do that. So we have top secret guests coming, more than one. Ooh, yes. So uh, it should be fun.
1: We can do that thing on election night.
0: Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Th- that will definitely do. So, But... Should we should we hold off on announcing the plan? No, I'll tease uh, it. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I mean, just like we we, we have some people in mind who for who we want to come, but we're going to do an election night live show yes. and we're going to make jokes and probably eat nachos drink or something. We're going to drink a lot
1: or cry or drink. whatever. <laughs> it's gonna I'm be
0: No matter what happens, I'm laughing. <laughs> all right, all right. If Biden wins, I'm going to laugh. That's my that's my thing. Hakuna Matata. Right. Is that is that what, means what it means? No worries. No worries. worries. Yeah, no worries until the look, if Joe Biden wins. I am going to laugh at the absurdity of this country Mm -hmm. that is willing to go back. Go try and go try try and reignite this nostalgic desperation by choosing the senile crackpot crony that is Joe Biden. That'll be just be funny to me. I love it. That'll be funny to me. Okay, okay, okay. okay. You got it, you got it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll uh, we'll be back tomorrow at 8 p.m. live. Make sure you subscribe. Hit that like button on your way out. Hit the notification bell. Share the podcast if you really like it. And we are on all podcast platforms. We'll have clips up throughout the day. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us, and we'll see you tomorrow at 8 p.m.